guys, welcome to episode 56 of Epic Breeze Podcast. I'm your host, Claudius, and tonight I have Jamie and Chris. And we're going to talk about uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, I think it's been long enough so we can probably spoil some things for you. Not a lot. Spoilers! But um, we waited a while to talk about this because um, it's been out for two weeks now. So if you guys haven't seen it yet, you should go watch it. And if you haven't seen it yet, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. But uh, it's going to be kind of spoilerish a little bit. We won't go through the movie where it's like we're going from the beginning to end. But, you know, give your opinions on it. Um, what we like, things we probably didn't like. I loved it, but I guess we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, and talk about Captain oh, America Civil <laughs> Captain America Civil War. Um, yeah, the the very is this like the third trailer or trailer it's two? The final trailer, yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, the newest Captain America Civil War trailer, and also, um, comics. Comics. Right. Comics. Comics. We're gonna we're doing the comic series again, where we uh. We're reading a series of comics. I'm doing Amazing Spider-Man. Jamie has um, Ninja Turtles uh, and Batman, and Chris has the mashup of Star Trek and Green Lantern. So the Spectrum War. Yeah, so that's a lot of cool stuff in one podcast. So I hope you guys sit back and enjoy. Jamie, you're pointing at something on your little notes here. Oh, you have uh, yeah, Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows release date. If you guys haven't seen the new trailer for that, uh, you should just YouTube it because it's really cool. It gives you a lot more footage of like gameplay and stuff like that. Um, I'm liking it so far, so yeah. So we're gonna kick it off with Tim Cloverfield Lane, and we can go over uh, if you guys liked it. Do you like it, Chris? I loved it. Yeah. Did, yeah. Did it live up to the hype? Um, well, the good news is there wasn't a lot of hype. I would say. And I mean, the hype that the mean, trailers that we created. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that created. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And give it a nine wow from you like, that's a huge compliment well i was thinking about this earlier day it's like i grade movies based on what type of movie it is okay so this is like a suspense thriller yeah so for me mm-hmm. a suspense thriller has to keep you guessing the entire time and yeah. it doesn't, it's not predictable right um and so there was a lot of stuff in this movie that mm-hmm. like makes you go back and forth and you're questioning is this real is it fake what happened Definitely is, so, yeah. is howard legit is there something going on that we don't know yeah where's the cloverfield monster right is this part of that same series and so yeah. it kept me guessing the entire time which is why i give it a nine and it's one of those thrillers suspense movies that i want to go see again mm-hmm. which, yeah. Yeah. like say like uh like lady in black okay Kind of that, that kind of a suspense. Yeah, it's a horror, but it's also kind of suspense. Yeah. Once you see it, it's like, takes away. I have. If I'm going to see it again, it's going to be like five, six years down the road where I've kind of right. forgotten all the surprises. Yeah. Stuff. Whereas with Cloverfield Lane, it's just like I want to go back to catch to see what I missed. Yeah, like you so, said, we yeah. mentioned about um, John Goodman's Howard. Uh, like, I, just for the record, like I enjoyed it thoroughly. Like um, that Sunday, I gave you guys a quick rundown. I woke up super late, and uh, Chris was ready to go watch the movie. Jamie was already awake, and we were supposed to go watch it like really close to the time that I woke up. And uh, I we made it down there. I took a shower and everything. I take forever to get ready, but <laughs> yeah, he we, does. <laughs> well, we got down there. We we got down there in time, and it was worth all the effort. So um, all the all the performances were like super good. Nothing got boring, like Chris said. So what um, would you rate it? What I rated a nine point five probably. 
not to be like hard and you're around the same <laughs> like region, but but do you do you rate all movies on the same scale or do you modify it like I do? Um, or how do you? That would make sense, yeah, because like um, yeah, like I couldn't rate this all against like Avengers or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just totally different. So um, yeah, I would just say in its own genre of what it is, I would classify it as thriller slash sci-fi, I guess. But um, uh, sci-fi thriller. But um, yeah, I just love the. It has it had. It has a very like Hitchcock feel to it, um, you know, like yeah. the pacing and stuff, yeah. and just the way they reveal things as the story moves along, and just little hints that they kind of place in the scenery or the scenes itself and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and just the way the characters develop, where they're not like giving you flashbacks, you're learning about the characters that they talk about themselves to other characters. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, super amazing. Like, she kind of held down her parts really well. And uh, just the parts when she was, like, alone, she just commanded the scene. Like, you believed her. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a scene where I was like, like, her character, what I love about it, it wasn't written to her character, the way where her character seemed like she was stupid at any point. You know what I mean? Like, any kind of issue was brought up was, like, challenges she had to overcome. It wasn't like, well, like, for instance, um, there's a scene in the movie where she's driving when she leaves her apartment, you know, and um, she answers her phone and her ex-fiance at that time called, and I was <laughs> I was looking at the phone the per the percentage of battery, and it was at ninety nine percent, cause like like stuff like that in disc movies, the, the it's all like oh my phone is out of charge, you know, my, something like that, you know, really like a. Like, she was smart enough to charge the phone fully before she left yeah. to go somewhere, you know? It's so. really weird, though. The, the time frame, like, every time you saw the same, the phone, even though it was, like, different days, mm-hmm. it had the same 6-something p.m. Oh. Each time. Like, I noticed, really? like, I noticed, like, I was oh. just, I, I I'm like you, that. I like to look at the screen and yeah. see. Yeah, that's but, cool. Yeah. And that's, like, my that's, only that's real concerns with the movie and my only real downfalls are things I would take down from the movie is stuff that I think they could have explained more. Mm-hmm. Like, she broke up with her boyfriend, and all of a sudden drove to Louisiana. Yeah, it's like there's there was no indication of where she actually was. Yeah, but when I'm reading articles about like how the movie was filmed mm-hmm. and how it was originally like here's the script, and then they kind of tagged on the Cloverfield stuff to it, right? And then kind of added that those scenes into it. Yeah, um, so it was basically one movie, and then they superimpose some other stuff onto it. Got it, yeah. Um, the original ending for that movie was she was, it wasn't revealed whether or not Howard was crazy or what. Okay. And it leaves with her going back home, which apparently was Chicago. Oh, okay. And she crests, she comes up over the edge of a hill. Yeah. And sees the destroyed city. Whoa. So it's revealed that Howard was right. It doesn't explain like what, what happened. It. Okay. But it just kind of that's the end scene is that she gets there and she realizes her family's destroyed. That's so, a powerful ending too, though. It is. Yeah. But when cool. you realize that's what the original ending was, which indicates she'd be leaving from Chicago, it's mm-hmm. like why would she go from Chicago to Louisiana? So yeah, it's like it just, it just yeah. the indication that because she broke up with her boyfriend, she left. I understand that. It's just like. Why did she choose to go here? Yeah, and where was she actually leaving? From? Right, right. That makes sense. What about you, Jamie? Since we've been drawing on about it, what do you think about? It? Uh, I mean, I thought it was really good. Um, I thought they both did a really good job. Well, all the actors did a really good job. Um, John Goodman was creepy as <laughs> yeah. hell. Like kind of funny at some parts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he definitely didn't really know which way it was going to go with him. 
because it was like, well, at some points, like, he seemed genuine, and then some points he seemed really creepy, and so he didn't know if he was just, like, a weird guy, or <laughs> yeah. if, like, he really did have some issues, or, like, if he just made it all up, you know, like, it, you just didn't know where it was going. Right. So, I like that, and the fact that, um, what was the other guy's name? Uh, Emmett. Emmett. Yeah, his, the actor's name is John Gallagher, in case you wanted John to. John Gallagher. I just <clears throat> um, I thought his character was interesting, too, because, like, he believed, um, the fact that he believed in uh howard mm-hmm. like kind of made you think like oh, okay so if this guy believes that like he wanted to get in he believed that whatever he's telling her happened um is true so it kind of like put a little bit more faith in the whole situation yeah so yeah. you kind of believe like okay maybe it is something real right um well, then he, he actually saw the original attack Mm-hmm. He yeah. saw the so, lights. So, yeah, so it's kind of like but, yeah. And so when he explained it though, like she was just like, "Well, I mean, that could have been anything." Because he yeah. just explained this big light. He didn't really, yeah. and he like ran, mm-hmm. you know, and tried to get it back, yeah. and barely made it back in time, um, and you know, hurt himself trying to get in. So I just thought it was it was interesting seeing. You know, I think it was good to have him there because it kind of reinforce the idea that Hard, there was danger yeah. outside. Yeah. Um, but still, you kind of felt the suspicion, suspicion about Howard. Because mm-hmm. like, he was just kind of like very strange when it come to like Emmett and um, Michelle, Michelle yeah. like talking to each other mm-hmm. or no physical contact. Yeah. Like it, he was yeah. very strict about certain things and which made things a little awkward and, and then i go back to him being like um a navy guy right he was in the navy or yeah, airplane, yeah, was navy. Navy yeah. Satellite and i go back to like him being that kind of like strict you know what i mean yeah. like trying to keep uh just the sexual tension well, like yeah. i think it had, i think it more had to do with and throughout the course of the movie you see that howard was right there was an attack so his his doomsday prep thing was legit so yeah. when you see that you're like oh He's actually doing things for the right reasons, and mm-hmm. you and you find out that his daughter yeah, didn't maybe. make it to yeah. wherever, or that he doesn't think she's still alive. So you still start feeling sympathetic for him, mm-hmm. yeah. And you start seeing that he's just that overprotective dad. Yeah, um, he sees Michelle as his daughter, kind of thing. Right. And you're thinking, okay, that's a, it's and it's an extreme, but it's okay, it's understandable given yeah. the circumstances. Yeah, and yeah. then you find out later that yeah. years ago he kidnapped. Uh, a local girl, yeah, and they never found her again. Right. And the, and that's the picture that he shows Michelle saying, "Oh, this is my daughter." And then yeah. it's like, Cause like he, that's he, a girl that went missing a couple of years ago. Yeah, we didn't find. Like he made himself believe that was his daughter because he did it yeah. without even like hesitating. Yeah, so, so it's yeah. one of those. So it's like it's one of those. You see that he's right. He's justified in everything he did. Yeah, like building a bunker and doing that. Right. Exactly. But then you also realize. He's also crazy, yeah. so he's he's legitimately he was correct about the aliens and stuff. So he's yeah. not crazy in that aspect, but no, he's crazy and normal crazy. Right? Yeah, he definitely. Yeah. Um, his character is like like you said, you kind of go. It's like hot and cold with him. You know what I mean? Like like first you're like, oh, he seems like a you know like a protective friendly guy, and then when he does the extreme, you're like, this guy's a dick. Like that's what I was yeah. thinking at some at some uh-huh. parts. Like when they seem like they were just starting to get along at the dinner table and stuff like that, and. 
Um, you know, Michelle was trying to get the keys. She yeah. didn't get the hell out of there. Um, she had, I guess she had this, the right train of thought the whole time, kind of. Like, she, she started to put her guard down a little bit when she saw, like, I, was, I wasn't believing at first about the air being bad. Yeah. And then when she that ran lady. to the door and we saw the lady and yeah. the lady was like trying to get in with all her like willpower. Yeah. And then That was crazy. Yeah, that kinda of changed my mind completely because I was like, whoa. Like it's like I was yeah. in Michelle's head at that point, the way they made the movie seem yeah. and you know, I'm like, Oh, because you're like, wow. This guy's like well, Jay, he was yeah, right. You exactly. Know, something's happened. Right. And then yeah. it made her seem like, Why are you acting like Michelle, you should be thankful. Like you Yeah, it's like you know he's I mean? like you yeah. go from okay, here's a creepy guy that we're you know, not on his side. And then that scene happens. You're like, okay, he's legit. You need to be more, right? You know, appreciative. appreciative of what's, yeah, yeah what's exactly. Going on. And then it veers back again. <laughs> yeah, especially like in the beginning when, um, in the beginning when they, you know, after the after her car crash and stuff, and she was in like the little basement room and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought it was kind of weird that he handcuffed her. Or foot cuffter, yeah, whatever, he, leg like, cuffter. Attached the knee, for yeah. There. But then I was thinking maybe he didn't want her to hurt herself. But like that kind of, um, you know, that kind of escalated later in the, well, in the movie. Well, let's be perfectly honest. His his concerns about her were legitimate because as soon as she got free, mm-hmm. she sharpened a knife and was going to stab him as soon yeah. as he walks through the door. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he, it's one of those you feel like, especially when you know that find out he's vindicated, you're like. He should be cautious for the right reasons. Yeah, exactly. Then, yeah. Like said, yeah. The other way. Like that's the thing about the movie. Like there's um, it it allows you to see everyone's point of view in why they're doing what they're doing. So it's like at first you're in Michelle's head because you're just with her the whole time, and you're like, oh my god, she's in this weird she's a place. Young girl just got yeah, kidnapped. yeah. She needs to get the hell out of there. And when she's sharpening the thing, I'm like, yeah, okay, stab this dude and get the hell out of there. And then when you see him get stabbed, and then you're like. And then, like, you know, she ran and whatever happened, she didn't get out. But, like, and then after that, like, you see he didn't want to hurt her because he, like, you know, tried to patch himself up and he still fed her. He even gave her the keys to the the um, handcuffs or whatever that her leg was uh, attached to the little pipe thing. And he didn't, like, take her stuff away. Like, he left her close enough where she probably could get to, like, her cell phone and jeans and things like that. So, um... And then, like Emmett seemed like a like a screw up at first, but yeah. then when you got got to know him a little bit, it was like, oh wow, I sympathize with this guy because he had a future. Like he could have, you well, know, he just got scared and didn't want to take it. Yeah, exactly. Like he he has these regrets that anyone would probably have at that point that would probably scared that they would just totally fail and disappoint people or just themselves. So you know, it kind of like made everyone. You saw everyone from like a human point of view. It was like he's the monster and she's the good girl. You know, it wasn't like yeah. that. You know, so. Um, Plus, I think with uh, her being, like, cuffed to the pipe or whatever, you also have to remember that he picked her up off the side of the road. Mm-hmm. She was unconscious. He doesn't know anything about her. Yeah. So, I mean, it could have been for his safety, too. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, just not knowing who she was or what she was about. Yeah. Yeah, you know, she could be crazy for all we know. Right. I mean, you know, if she's unconscious. Or maybe he was afraid she, like, breathed in the air and, like, locked her in that room just yeah. to make sure... You know, right. like, um, I don't know. And going back to, like, what you were talking about earlier, just about the way that the movie kind of pushes pushes you and pulls you, and you're, like, taking sides, but don't know what side you should take. You're kind of like, as confused as the characters are. Off of Jamie's point, we realize he's the one that knocked her off the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. I, it, it was an accident. It was like, he was like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's trying to get by because he's freaking out, and... 
you know, trying to get back to the bunker. And he, he felt that that was his responsibility to so it take makes, care of her. It makes you wonder, like, everything had to have just happened then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, somehow he saw the attack or whatever, and yeah. she didn't. Because he had the, well, he had the she, radio frequencies on, too, right? Yeah. Because he could kind of tell what's going on in the yeah. air, kind of. I think, also, she was very distracted. Her phone kept ringing. Like, the, the last thing she was doing was messing with her phone when she got hit. So... Mm-hmm. Like, if something did happen, like, I think she was so caught up emotionally mm. that she wouldn't have noticed it anyway. And I was thinking, it's also possible that, like, attacks were already happening in other cities, so he was trying to get back to his bunker before they the happened local, there. Hit the local, because he was talking about hitting, like, the local pop- mm-hmm. population centers. Yeah. So maybe he figured, like, because it's in Louisiana, maybe he figured Baton Rouge was going to get to right. New Orleans. Yeah. Or wherever it is, because he was in a small town. Yeah. So maybe my my guess is that he knew it was coming, so he was trying to get around her, hit her, and then realized, Oh crap, mm. let me save her and get her to the bunker and then right. like the events happened like while she was unconscious. So maybe Emmett wasn't there that long before right. she got that makes sense. Yeah. Which would explain why I don't, I think Emmett might have shown up after she him and yeah. like she was already in there because mm. like he made her the room. And then Emmett was like left with nowhere. <laughs> well, I was just thinking. It's also, I was thinking if Emmett was there first, then Emmett could have possibly had the room, and then Howard could have kicked him out yeah. for the girl. That's true. Yeah, because he knows Emmett. Because Emmett, Emmett helped him build it, kind of. Well, they even they mentioned that like they kind of make made a makeshift room like last minute for her. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I don't know that Howard planned for anyone to be down there with him, right. <laughs> except because, like Megan, maybe his yeah. daughter. But. Um, going back to the point where, like, he knocked her off the road and it was, like, an accident. Uh, you, you guys were discussing the scene when, she, when Michelle, Mary mm-hmm. Winstead's character, was at the gas station and she saw a truck pull up. Mm-hmm. But, like, you didn't really get to see what size of truck it was. It could be, like, a pickup truck or, like, an 18-wheeler. Yeah. Like, do you guys think that was... I think you guys split on half of that, right? Like, you said I it probably thought wasn't. it might have been him. Yeah. Just because she seemed, like... I don't know. It looked like an 18-wheeler, but then, again, it didn't really focus in on anything. Right. And plus, she was kind of just out of it, so, mm-hmm. it, like, it just showed that sh- she was still, like, just kind of not there. Yeah. But also kind of paranoid for some reason. Like, yeah. she didn't seem comfortable mm-hmm. there. Because at that point, we were seeing the movie, we were seeing the, the story play out from her right. point of view, yeah. so we were kind of paranoid, too, like, who's that guy? Right. You know, like, I, I, I'm going to go with the, it was just an 18-wheeler, and that her paranoia was more so just the fact that she's stopping at a gas station she's not familiar with in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. So you think it was uh, How- Howard at all? Yeah, I don't like think a, Howard was in that. So it just kind of happened, like a freak accident type thing. So he didn't like plan it out. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, think, yeah, I don't think he planned it out. Cause <laughs> she looks like my daughter. Yeah. It just, it's possible, but I think if they had planned it out, there would have been more of an indication that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. As opposed to... Like the paint inside the truck type hit. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you would have seen the truck a little bit better. And like when it actually happened, you mean? No, like you would have actually seen the truck at the gas station. Oh, okay. Better, yeah, yeah, Okay. At least enough to make the distinction that, oh, that's a yellow pickup truck. And right. then you see it later when you do the flashback and you're yeah. like, that's what happened. Got it. Okay. As opposed to, she's just paranoid because she's stopping the middle. Like I said, I... I think it's just because she's stopped in the middle of the night in a place that she's not familiar with. Yeah, because and that's that what the seems believable to me. Yeah, and that's what the movie does well too. Like, like we're talking about it now. It does so well where you can have these discussions about like, do you think this is going to happen? Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's just like how they 
It's just so awesome is the way they work the camera and when they revealed the paint on the side of his truck, I was like, oh, like, you know, like, I didn't even connect those dots at all. I didn't even think he was involved. I was like, he's a good guy. He saved her. And then you see that, and you're like, what? So, um, yeah, definitely kind of tugged at you back and forth as far as that goes. Um, We didn't get any um any frequency news updates on his little radio thing. It just went dead. Yeah. So, yeah, we couldn't tell exactly what was going on. Because I was hoping maybe they would have coverage of what's going on on TV. Well, that's because I thought they were watching TV, but they I'm, weren't. I'm thinking, time. yeah, they're watching movies. Yeah, um, I'm thinking when that was all about was like the local area. Okay, wasn't because like when she once she got out of the bunker and got out towards like the Houston area, she mm-hmm. was able to pick up the radio station. That's right, that's true. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking it was just like more the local population center was destroyed. So yeah, there was no broadcasting going on. Right, right. Um, and that just kind of hypes up the whole. Did something happen? Or maybe he just turned off the machine. Maybe he has something yeah. that doesn't work and we don't know. Right. It. Yeah. Or like yeah. maybe he's purposely not letting them hear. You yeah. Know, like because he doesn't want them to leave. Yeah. Or wants to keep them down there longer. Right. That, just to be in charge or whatever. And there was like a. Job. Yeah. There, <laughs> there's like a really cool scene in there when uh, the favors kind of tipped in Michelle's, uh, I guess, favor a little bit where it's like. Um, she could crawl through the vents mm-hmm. and no one else could fit in there. So I was thinking that was like a point where it's like, oh, like that's her advantage. You know, like who knows what she's going to do with it. Yeah. Um, and that's when what you pointed out, she found, she got, she, you know, she got a bit curious, looked around because she still wasn't believing Howard 100% at all yeah she kind of looked around. Um, I think at that point she just kind of was, she got out and she saw the sunlight coming through the roof. Yeah. She's like, maybe there's something else we can look yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. Or, or and maybe then, I can see something Right up here, that would help validate what else he's already said. Yeah, and that's exactly what she saw. Help! Uh, yep. the thing. She saw it written like in like a bloody stain, and um, and scratched in by the yeah end of the plexiglass or whatever. And then she found like you you said earlier, she found the earring of the girl that was abducted. Like was it like a, two years ago or a year it ago? Was, yeah, it was a couple of years. Oh, ago. Yeah, I think I said a couple of years ago. Yeah, and good thing Emmett was there to kind of uh validate michelle's paranoia a bit because like if he wasn't there she would have been guessing the whole time you know what i mean right because he was like in the town so you could have, like, yeah that would have written another one yeah too, i mean you yeah. know what i mean like his yeah, character it's played, one of those it's like his character played that plot role. yeah yeah but um so we kind of figured out howard is a, a crazy person in some cases where he abducts a girl yeah uh, monsters it, come in many forms yeah <laughs> Because it was, like, right when she was starting to, like... Be comfortable. Be comfortable yeah. and trust him. And she's even wearing his daughter's clothes because he kept, like, well, telling her, his like... his daughter's. Yeah. So, uh, so they said. Well, I mean, no, it was, it was his daughter's. But that girl was wearing that same shirt. So was it yeah, her but shirt? Yeah, but when he saw the old, the original picture of the daughter with him oh. on the couch... She's wearing the Eiffel Tower. It was wearing shirt. that same shirt. Oh, okay. So, yeah. no, there's no telling how old those clothes are. Yeah. Yeah. And like the way Which, I wonder if that's the the code the clue for the thirteenth birthday. Oh, the shirt. The oh, yeah. that's I a good. That could be. Yeah, it could be. As far as I know, nobody's answered that question right. Which... Oh yeah. And this is the kind of movie, uh, guys. If um, we got a lot more out of it by doing preliminary research, if that makes any sense. Um, I know you guys probably don't like to work for your movie plots. You want to go sit down and plop and enjoy, but um. There's things that we learned about it just by following the marketing that 
helped to unravel a lot about just the character. You know, like when he just mentioned... Go back to our last episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He listened to the last Cloverfield uh, episode 55. Um, when he mentioned his daughter, it wasn't like, what? It was like, oh, yeah, Megan. Like, we knew who she was. You know? <laughs> and, like, the red the red uh, flash or whatever were like, right. oh, crap. Okay, mm-hmm. they mentioned that. Yeah. Mermaid, yeah, because so. Chris sent us... Uh, yeah, like, you sent us the... Um, the audio. Yeah, the audio of, like, the air traffic people like kind of like monitoring you know what's going on in the air or whatever but yeah so like the red light didn't seem like he saw a red light what i was like oh yeah i i even like nudge chris like yeah thanks man <laughs> <laughs> so um the viral marketing was amazing yeah like as as it was with cloverfield i think they they like matched it in the little time it was had. but my problem was i didn't look at any of that stuff until after the movie mm, and I started okay. seeing it and so I was yeah. trying to go back and piece some things together yeah now because I knew what I knew it was a Cloverfield movie yeah um, I was able to look for it which was right. a good thing exactly yeah. is the site still up like the Swamp Pop and all that stuff I don't think still up I haven't looked and it, like it, it's gonna stay up for a while it's, everything we mentioned in uh, episode 55 of the podcast was like uh, there, there was like references there were direct references to it in the movie there was uh, you point Chris pointed out the slush show Mm-hmm. Uh, sign at the gas station where Michelle yeah. was, and then uh, the swamp pop where it's part of like the you know the food that he kept. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, they're drinking at the table. Um, there's like a lot the Eiffel Tower stuff, you know, like all over the the bunker, so things like that. Um, which I think is really cool. It kind of makes you more involved in the plot and yeah. characters in the movie. You feel like you're a part of it, so it's really awesome. Um, uh, all right, yeah, we gotta talk about the ending. Yeah, of course. But we gotta talk about this this part first. Right, yeah, we talked about that. I just, I just, uh, I didn't want you to be like in time for comments. No, no, like, no, no. no. We gotta discuss the ending. What do you think about the the barrel of? Oh, the barrel where Emmett got destroyed. There's a scene in the movie where Dude. it was pretty brutal. Howard's character, no, Don Goodman's character, Howard. Sorry, um, <laughs> pretty much assassinated Emmett in he front did. of Michelle. He yeah, he knew that. Well, Emmett took. Full blame because uh, Emmett and Michelle. Michelle were building a suit to be able to survive in the air yeah. based on Howard's own books. Because Michelle is a designer. Yeah, right? she was a she was fashion, fashion, fashion designer. Designer. Yeah, which definitely helped in this case. Oh, so no, fashion yeah. can save your life. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't think you're useless if you know, apocalypse happens. Yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah, so they were building this thing, and then like, of course, they got caught and. Howard being Howard, you know, decided the, the correct response would be to shoot poor Emmett in the head. Well, no. First, he was just going to, you know, put him into the <laughs> thing alive and let them burn alive in the... Uh, in the what is barrel it? of whatever that was. The barrel of that acid. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the first Like he gave them, threat. like, an alternative. <laughs> and then the he first. apologized and came forth with what he claimed to be the truth, Emmett. Taking yeah. all the blame for it, and Came Howard forgave him yeah. and shot him in the head. Exactly. And then Chris like pointed out those like brain pieces on yeah, the close up, sliding down. The yeah, was, like the movie has real. It doesn't have any kind of gore until that moment. If you're yeah. like, but when it and happens, that's when Michelle really like loses it. She's like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting out of here. Yeah. And then, do. and then, like at that point, you think like, okay, like Michelle's gonna secretly make this suit and sneak out. No, like, like she tries to do it, and he comes down to make dinner. But then he comes down, and he's all weird, right, Chris? He's like shaved and Plainly crap. shaven. Yeah. yeah. 
and he's like trying to offer her ice cream, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's the whole at that point he's he's gone from here I am and I can save these two people to Michelle's now my daughter. It, it's kind of that whole yeah. he's finally a completely just snapping. He's like it's just gonna be me and my daughter. Yeah. You know. So. Let's, he tries to go back to how it was when he was with his daughter. Right. Um, with the ice cream and shaving, stuff. looking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shirt sure, tucked cream, in now. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be, trying to do that whole, and I think it's more, it was also part of the whole trying to convince her that what he's doing is for the right thing. Yeah. So he looks more civilized, mm-hmm. looks more normal, yeah. quote unquote. Right. Not having beards, not normal, but you know, that yeah. whole, he, he just looks look, more clean, more... He doesn't look like the crazy old man in the shed out in the middle Probably of the Probably more approachable. Yeah. Yeah. With the plaid shirt on and whatever he's wearing. Um, yeah. And so at that, at that point, like, you know, Michelle's trying to get the thing together, like the suit, and she she finds this, like, manual how to build a gas mask out of, like, uh, plastic uh, bottles, and she's doing that, and using duct tape to put the the suit together. Um, she made out of a, a really cool um, shower oh, curtain. Yeah. yeah. How did she get the... That, that, that's another... I'm sorry. That, that's another reason like, I really uh, brought down the score was like plot holes. Like, how did she get the curtain away from Howard's bathroom? Oh, Emma told him that if she was close to the door... Um, yeah, she may have been she might have exposed, been exposed and he takes oh, it yeah, away. Oh, yeah, he threw it away. Yeah, yeah. and she got yeah. it. She it yeah. Okay. So, um, that's how she got it. Which, from then on out, everybody's got a shower without a curtain. Yeah, so that was the point where she she got the shower curtain. But it's it it like a little rubber ducky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so she she's crafting the thing and, you know, Howard finds out and she feels like pretty much he gets pissed off. And doesn't he, like, kind of pull her outside, right? A little bit out of the room. He, enough yeah, there. he pulls her out yeah. into the main, uh, like a living room, the main co- the common area. Yeah, and then like she runs into his room. Right, and like the the he, barrel is there. Yeah, he like chases after her, and then, like he she knocks the barrel over, and, and the like, line is hey. perfect. It's on the road. Oh like, no! Wait, no. She is able to push past him. He's chasing her through the, the little mini hallway where the food is, and she knocks the the food yeah. uh, shelf over on him. Okay. Still tries to get up. He eventually gets up. Yeah, that's and right. And okay. chases her into his room, which then she knocks over the... Yeah, and, and the line he says is, like, perfect. Like, she's like, I never... He says something about, like, you, you're ungrateful. You never thank me for, like, saving your life. And then she's like, oh, how do I thank you? Like, she, like, pushes the thing yeah. over. And then this... Apparently, this acid in the barrel is supposed to eat the human body down to the bone and nothing is left. So yeah, it eats the bio material. Yeah, so this guy is like, pretty much she pushes like a big barrel of acid on him and he's like sitting, he's not sitting, he's like standing there and he kind of falls over. And like, you're thinking this guy is done. I was thinking he's done, like at that point. And she mm, runs... Classic horror movie. Yeah, <laughs> and she runs downstairs to grab the, um, you know, the suit because it's like her last, her last chance to get the hell out of there and be safe from the air. And yeah, she comes back out of the room that she was in, and you see Hart like half eaten away, two face style yeah. in the dark night. <laughs> um, Not as bad as I was expecting, though. No, no it was just no. starting to yeah. sizzle. And, yeah, but um, and then again, she 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 gets away from him again by probably like toppling down the food on him. I think. Yeah, that's when she turns the pantry stuff over on him. Cause like that's that's when she like jumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, she runs out of the bottom of the you know the the basement area. 
And um, so at this point, okay, Howard's like chasing her or whatever. He pretty much is too slow at this one because he's hurt. You know, he's like deteriorating. And he's a bigger man. Yeah, and he's a bigger man. Um, and I want to say she goes back through the vent. Yes. You know, right? And then he starts stabbing the vents. Yeah, with like scissors or something, cherry scissors. Yeah. And then. As opposed to putting the fire out. <laughs> yeah. That is like oh, yeah, because she started a fire. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, right. the fire. Because the acid ate through the. Right. And the lamp. Yeah. And. Short circuit and set fire. Yeah. There we go. Instead of trying to put the fire out, he's gonna try to stab the air vent, which just goes to prove he's crazy. Yeah, and then she got she went through the vent so quickly that time, and the vent has like a weird kink, like a weird bend in it, and like I think he got her by the foot or something there, right? Didn't he? Yeah, he grabbed a hold of her foot, which is like classic thriller style, <laughs> you know. Um, and she definitely gets away from that. Um, so at that point, she has the suit on. I believe. Well, once well, she, she gets up into her. the area where she can stand, yeah. she put it on. And this is the cool part. What she, she did with the lock, remember? Yeah, um, she used the. Uh, oh yeah, the she air used duster. his story against him. Yep. Yeah. Um. He. I guess he tells her that he was in the navy and they used to play a prank on their superior yeah, officer. Yeah. yeah, they would like spray the um the bathroom thing, the knob or something. Well, uh-huh. they would. Yeah, they would use the um like the air duster. To like freeze the doorknob and then break it off. And yeah, stuck there for like a couple hours. Because if you hold it upside down, it gets really cold. I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts too. You spray your skin. So never do that. Um, it leaves a mark too. It's really bad. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything we did in school too. Yeah. So um, you gotta get in trouble for it. Yeah. So she uses, she uses the tactic and she gets outside and then she has the mask on and dun dun dun. This is the part where I'm like, okay, so. Is the air bad? Like, what's no, going on? Yeah. Like, and then the camera does this weird, this cool thing where you're inside of the mask, you can hear her breathing, and you see, like, the fog on the mask and stuff. That was really cool. And, like, you know, your hearing is kind of, like, enclosed. Yeah, so. And then I'm looking around, because she's looking around, and then uh, you're like, oh, crap, maybe he was right, you know? And then... What do you, you see? Birds. birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see birds flying, and Chris is like, I I I I think the air is okay. And then um she was like, oh, she sees it too. And then it's like she takes the mask off. And then at this point, we're all thinking, I'm sure, like this guy is freaking well, nutcase. Like he's just obsessed with. But well, it, but it does make you wonder. Like when you're watching this, you're like, okay, so what's happening? Because the woman was badly right. affected by whatever's in the air. Yeah. And like part of me thought like that he had done something to the woman. And she was, like, coming after him, like... Part of me thought that he, like... like I didn't know. Part of me thought, like, he put her up to it at that yeah, point or something. Like, something. I don't know why, but I just thought that that was, like, his plan. I don't know. I was thinking, like, I, weird crap. I was, yeah. I, was, I was thinking it wasn't necessarily a... At that point, I was thinking, okay, something's attacking mm-hmm. or someone's attacking. Yeah. But it's not biological or chemical in nature, so mm-hmm. it's not, like, it's something's wrong with the air, but, like, maybe... A heat wave or some uh, kind of laser, yeah, because they described the red flash. And right. I'm thinking, well, maybe that's what caused the burns, yeah. Um, because I'm sitting there going, well, yeah, there's birds flying around, so it's not chemical, yeah, but, yeah, but it's, there's still obviously something attacking, yeah, because the way you want to get in like bad, so yeah, she was like really trying to get in, but um, at that point, you know, she takes the mask off, she takes a deep breath, and you're like, okay, well, crap, dude, this is crazy, probably like, you know, what's going on, and then like, um. There's like a field of whatever, and you look in and the distance. Like yeah, and that's when you see that this this ship, and at that and point, that's when we find out it's a Cloverfield 
blood relative. Yeah, at that point, I was happier than I... I mean, I was happy going through the movie. I enjoyed it up to that point a lot. But that's when I was like, oh, wow, this is this like... Is, this is it, an actual clue. Yeah, this it is was like the moment. kind of uh, a relief after she took off the mask, and you're like, what? It was nothing. And then you're like, oh, no, there's the monster. Right. Okay. Yeah, and then, like, you see this big ship, and then we're, I'm still thinking, like, what? what's wrong with the air? Like, you know, what's going on type thing. Yeah. And then, um... I think, like, the ship... Actually, hold on. She sees the, car, the ship. The car yeah. alarm goes off. Yeah. And, and then the ship... tries to open the door. And then the ship something. drops something, whatever. Well, like, it, like, in circles the field. back, and she gets... It's, it's flying over the field. She tries to get into the door, sets the alarm off. Yeah, because the, the truck thing, keys... truck doesn't have keys. Yeah, the truck doesn't have keys. Yeah. Um, so, the ship circles back around to explore the noise. But yeah. But all of a sudden, there's something going on. Right. She hide, she like runs in the into shed. the shed because yeah. she's not sure what this giant ship is because it's obviously not human. And it's not, yeah. And exactly. then that's when they drop, like, the, the weird things. Yeah. Which I'm glad you don't get a whole right. good image of. And I, I love I love her reaction when she sees the ship because she's, like, up on the truck. She's like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. seriously, dude? Like, I just did all this. And this is what you're going to put me up against? Yeah. So she's hanging out in the shed, and this, like, creature It's really weird. You really can't see it. It looks like it's all in all fours. And, um, but then you see it, like, lift the truck up. Because it's trying, uh, or the, it was the, the truck. truck. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's trying to see what's, like, why is the alarm going off. Yeah. yeah. It was very, like, like, slinky-like. Yeah. Moving, you know, very, um. And then, snake-like, I guess. With, like, huge eyes. Oh, and yeah, it's huge. Yeah, and it comes into where she is, and, uh, you know, it kind of, like, looks at her, like, oh. and she runs out. And at this point, it's, like, a game where she's running from this creature, and she's, like, trying to figure out where the hell she should go. And, like, she runs up to a house, and she's like, hey, I'm out here. Like, let me in. Which, who knows who's in the house? I don't think anyone was in there. I think well, that was, was his, his house. house. Yeah, because oh. he talked about building the thing back behind the farm. Yeah. So who she think was in there, then? Because uh, she was yelling. She was just trying to get it. She saw lights on in the house. Oh. So she just thought, got it. maybe somebody was is there. there. Like, maybe, you know, Megan or somebody. Yeah. Like, or something related like, to Howard. But yeah. Well, you know, maybe there's just somebody. Or maybe right. somebody, like, came in later and. He's living in the house trying yeah. to, like... Yeah, one of those, like, frantic moments where you're like, all you could do is yell for help. You know yeah, because I mean? they'd been in the bunker for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. I'd say about a week or so. About that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's obviously not sure who... Maybe somebody moved into the house. Right. Hiding out in the house, you know? And then, like, the famous scene in the in the um, trailer where I was thinking, like, this is not really going to be anything. It's going to be, like, a helicopter light or something yeah. or a floodlight. No, it was a damn ship. And the ship, like, yeah. it, it flew over the house and... This is where we find out why the air is bad. Uh-huh. They right. release, like, something. Yeah. <laughs> what would you call it? Some kind of green. Like a gas, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and... So she's, like, frantically trying to get to her mask and put it back on. Yeah, because at this point, you're thinking, like, before this point, you're thinking, like, oh, the mask wasn't even needed. Like, whatever. But yeah. then you're like, oh, okay. And then the mask, like, actually works. So, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that, that one scene when she first comes out where, like, we're not sure if the air's clean or not. Mm-hmm. And she accidentally cuts her suit. And everyone, we're all like, oh, Holy no! crap, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she just like... takes it back up. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, gosh. So, like, at this, at this point, like, she's like, you know, the, they spray some kind of, like, it looks like crop dusting. Yeah. what they're doing, but they're just yeah. trying to kill off whatever. Um, and this ship is really cool looking. Like, it doesn't look like anything I've seen. It's really dark, too, so you really couldn't see exactly what the ship looks like, but it looks really awesome. Um, 
Oh, so okay, like after that, she runs into the truck again because the creature saw her, <laughs> the slinky creature. And then, um, like, I, I think she takes the mask off. No, she takes the mask off. It sucks yeah. the mask off of her because, like, it has a suction thing that kind of pushes, pulls it off of her head. And this is where, like, crap hit the fan. Like, this big ship just picks the truck up, and then you're like, oh, crap, is she going to die? You know, like, because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, good thing she had that bottle of whatever kind of Liquor. alcohol. Yeah. yeah, that was. Um, she's really she's really smart though. She 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 was thinking like really quickly because she had like a bottle of that and she like used uh, was like like a towel or something or like some kind of like fabric that yeah. she had, and like she made she made a Molotov cocktail yeah. and um, and at this point like Chris and I were talking about it and um, they they show you the ship and it's like an organic slash yeah. machine that we were talking about. Yeah. It's like this huge alien but it has like armor plates on it or something. But yeah. um which we thought was really cool because like we went back to like Clovey and Cloverfield thinking like, is this what they make what they make the monsters out of? Like what what did you think of the ship like when you first saw it? I was sitting there thinking, well maybe this is something like the Cloverfield. Maybe this is what's gonna connect it. But when, I, when I'm watching it I'm seeing what happens. I'm like, this is nothing like what happened in Cloverfield. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I don't, and I still at the end of the movie don't see the connections between the two outside of the idea that it's a blood relative, you know, that it's the whole, we're being attacked by aliens. Yeah. And that's kind of like the right. genre of it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it, it's also connected in a way that it's focused on the people again. Yeah. It's focused on the relationship. It's focused on what they're going through more so than the monster. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's the yeah, that's the blood connection. It's not like, like they said, it's not a true sequel because it's not like it's not even to the point where it's like, oh, Cloverfield happened and this is a second wave invasion kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. It's just that there's nothing directly tying them together. So yeah. it's almost like um, Skyline is that the uh, yeah. movie? So it's kind of like that whole where it's like. Oh, and, or, no, Battle LA. Like, Battle LA might be a better okay. one, where it's, like, okay. it's focused on a group of people. Yeah. There's an alien invasion that happens, but you're more focused on the group of people. Yeah. And so it's kind of, like, not, uh, it's obviously not related to it, but it's kind of, like, you can say, well, that's a, you know, kind of a blood relative. Like, yeah. Like, you can have that same similar. Right. Like, it's a genre thing, not a, um. The way they, the way they describe it. Natural sequel. Right, it's like a natural, nat- it's not a natural sequel. It's just like kind of in the same, like on, on the same umbrella, kind of. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they don't show you like a full view of the monsters. It's very mm-hmm. like you see them, but you don't get to see like the real details of them. Which you I like really, a lot too. Right? Yeah, you, you don't like really that? know much about them. It's just kind of like leaves it to your imagination. Yeah. So you can kind of make up whatever theories you have, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's how Cloverfield was too. Like you, you saw the monster, but mm-hmm. like not like detailed. You didn't know their background. You didn't know where it came from. Yeah, yeah. unless you did like extensive research. But even that, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's not true. even necessarily. It's still guesswork because even yeah. the even the um the manga that like shows more of the monster and yeah. what happens and, and like really some weird. other like I read a plot somewhere of the and it gets, okay. It gets really weird, like. Those a are like guy like befriend a guy or something. Yeah, like yeah. a guy. There's a there's a mystical cult, and this guy's DNA allows him to like. 
bond with the creature, yeah. and so the cult's trying to get him to help take over the monster, take over the world. Yeah, and, and it gets really weird. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like that's not to my knowledge canon. Right. Right. So it's like. <laughs> Okay, yeah. that doesn't really happen, so we still yeah. don't know where the monster's from. Yeah, like exactly. the whole when we were talking about like it eating like through the art hands and stuff. We talked about last time. Which I'm sorry, it was this Cloverfield we were talking yeah, about. Cloverfield, okay, the original. Yeah, like that's not canon. Like okay. technically, the only thing that's canon is what is seen in the movie and okay, yeah, that's the right. Viral stuff. Okay, yeah, you're so right. So it's like yeah, we still don't know officially where the monster came right. from i mean even the deleted scenes i know yeah, like, scenes, but even the even like the like uh, 10 different endings yeah. are exactly the same yeah. but even <laughs> even the uh the making of featurettes and stuff yeah. are just it's not necessarily we take it as oh it's a baby mm-hmm. these things have long lifespans but it's more when you look at it, it's like that's how they wanted to portray the creature. Like, yeah. it's a baby. It's being attacked. It doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean it actually is a baby. That's true. Yeah, that's so, true. Because I'm sitting there going, if it came from Earth and it came from the bottom of the ocean, how did the... I understand how the big monster may have, like, the gills and or the air sacs may have helped it deal with the pressure, mm-hmm. but the little spider... Looking things, yeah, where it was coming from, wouldn't have had that. Yeah. It fell off the monster, so I was like, That's true. you know, so you don't really know where it's coming from. Yeah. And if it was in space, the same thing. I don't know because like crabs they're, and stuff are not on the bottom of the ocean, but they, they live on like I mean, there's like different types of creatures that live on other creatures that may not have like gills and stuff. No, I, I get that, like the because like, I think that's more what they were. Like they lived on the creature, maybe. Yeah, like parasite. Well, the thing is, like, if it was if it was a, the big creature living on the bottom of the ocean, its body is designed for that pressure. Yeah, yeah. But the little small bodies wouldn't have been designed to live in that pressure, so they wouldn't have survived. Hmm. Even if they're living off of that creature. Well, even if they, if that were the case, then they wouldn't have had. There was nothing to indicate that they they looked more like land creatures than sea creatures. Yeah, I guess they, so. the, like, the design of those, like, they look half, like, piranhas, half spiders. You remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. That big, like, plastic, like, teeth. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. Almost, it's yeah. almost like, you know, the the bugs from uh, Starship Troopers? Yeah. Those big ones that were on the land, but they had the big... Yeah. Mouth. It, it was a lot like that. Yeah, yeah. But that was a land-based creature. So right. So, it's almost like this, this creature came from somewhere uh, uh, that accommodates that. Like, I, I think that's why, like, it, I would assume it's mostly... In, like an like alien because like I mean if they if they have like this advanced whatever you know body makeup they can maybe adapt like the little creatures yeah. are able to like oh we're in the water blah blah, blah. we're in on land now it's like go go gadget car we turn into like a submarine you know what I mean so it's kind of like that in a way maybe mm-hmm. I don't know but yeah, um yeah. that's why I think it, was, it came from space and yeah the, the body the creature was like like they were parasites on the creature and. When they crashed into Earth, mm-hmm. the, the creature didn't. To my my understanding is that the creature didn't because it was. Let's see. Excuse me, because that's kind of when they when they saw it crash when they saw something crash in the water. It was like in April, right? And like the the monster movie happened in like May, didn't it? I think so. So yeah. for me, it's the whole idea that it happened in such a short time that if it crashed on Earth, that it didn't go to the bottom of the ocean, right? But it kind of stayed at the top level, and then when it got back on land, 
that's when the creatures yeah. go off. Yeah, so. which that would definitely make sense too. Huh. Um, but we're going back to ten for, chlorophyll. But for ten, yeah. Yeah, for ten, um, the the spaceship that we were talking about was like half like you know actual organic whatever it was and it was had these like metal pieces it looked like a spaceship if you see it but uh-huh. it, it had like a mouth it's almost like an armored creature yeah it reminds me of some gears of war type stuff but um <laughs> it was like the spaceship was alive <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I and mean, um like the spaceship was alive yeah like it was a spaceship but it was like a living creature at the same time yeah yeah which is really cool so, okay, Michelle throws a Molotov cocktail into the mouth <laughs> as it tries to eat. Pretty much devour the truck and her. Obviously, it creates this big explosion, and then the ship is pretty much done at that point. Um, People were asking, like, how did a small bomb like that create the whole big boom in the spaceship? But I'm, I'm thinking, like, the, the gases were probably... Yeah. I was about to say, it probably blew up, like... Yeah, the gases was, like, get, pushing out the gases. Yeah, yeah, so... Which makes sense. So, um... So the thing is, like, you do see aliens in the movie, and like, it, like Chris said, it was definitely tagged on towards the end because that whole scene was just Mary Winstead just mm-hmm. the whole time and that, CG well, stuff. And that whole scene, when you compare it to the rest of the movie, it doesn't. It fits in the concept of okay, the attack happened and the attack was alien, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it almost doesn't fit. Because it's like, it almost felt like they tagged it on. Yeah. Like, you can very like, easily see how they could have just tagged it on yeah. and changed yeah. the movie. Like, you can literally Definitely. watch the movie, and then, like, when she realizes the birds are alive, she takes off her mask. That could be the end of the movie. Yeah, and, and show her yeah. driving away or whatever if you wanted to. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, you know what I'm saying? But if you, if you want to take the actual ending and you know, the actual movie and end it that was filmed and end it there, mm-hmm. you could. Yeah, yeah and, and not even like, have, like, yeah. an invasion. It's just a crazy guy. And yeah, yeah, it kind of wraps it up there. You can yeah, show yeah. her leaving if you want, like, in the original script. Right. Which would also, especially if you come over the edge and there's the destroyed that's, city, then it's, it's almost like the mist. That's a powerful ending. Yeah. I just picture the car on the hill and the city's done yeah. in my head it looks really cool so it's almost yeah. like yeah. there's one movie and then you have this chlorophyll thing that changes yeah. the whole movie yeah but you know it, you know what would be smart if they sense. did like a director's whatever and it just had that and had some extra scenes you know what I mean like maybe it has some extra scenes that they shot of the bunker scene that'd not, be cool. not near the aliens at all yeah that'd be kind of cool it'd be like a totally different movie if you really want to see it you know yeah um it would give you like a totally different vibe. You don't even really have to shoot any more extra scenes from the movie, from the. Oh no! I mean, like, it, like if they had some that they could just tack on, like yeah, that they deleted. Like yeah, well, they they you don't necessarily even have to. You don't think so? No, because I think I think everything that happens in that movie. Yeah. Like it feels like when you get to the mar- into her getting out of the bunker, that feels like that's the completion of a movie. Right. Yeah. And then you see this extra stuff, and you're like, when this ends, you feel like it's a complete completion of a whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. But or another whole movie, right? But you could take the alien part out. Yeah, and yeah. It still stands alone as a really good movie. Right. Itself. I was thinking like as far as like getting the the bang for your buck, go put some extra scenes. Like you know, if like, you were like, well, I want to see a bit something yeah. different. You know, like, how long was the movie? It was like an yeah. hour and it was at least two hours. I would just say two hours. Yeah. Well, so but I, I think my personal opinion is yeah. is that you don't have to add anything. You could end it there. Because the last 15 minutes are, is the alien scene. Mm-hmm. You could end it and you'd have an hour and a half long thriller and I still feel like you got your bang for your buck. Yeah. I also thought it was really cool how you got, like, how we were talking about, you know, maybe uh, John Goodman and 
much the other guy's name was. Uh, John Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, like those Too two, long. like maybe didn't even know it, they were filming a Cloverfield movie. They just thought yeah. it was like a thriller. Because, I mean, they definitely could have gotten away with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it would have been more of a surprise, more of a secret, I guess, Yeah. Um, of what was really going on. Because right. she's the only one that had to know and that it was only, a Cloverfield movie. Yeah, because she actually shot the scenes. But but uh, uh, that's it. Honestly, she didn't even have to, when filming the, the bunker stuff, she didn't even have to know it to that point. Right. Like, yeah. they didn't have, to, like, they could have just brought her back in at the end like you guys were talking about. And I'm like, okay, we just need you to film, like, one more thing. And then she's like, oh, one more day. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, by the way, it's a Cloverfield monster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and um, no one else had to know. Right, yeah. That I mean, I was... As the movie as it stands right now, if you guys haven't seen it, I would definitely definitely go check it out because I enjoyed it even yeah. with the alien parts. If some people don't like it, I loved it. But um, because I was just waiting, I was like waiting for that to come up. But the fact that it did come up and it was satisfying, you know, like yes. like I well, showed like, the trailer and you yeah. see the roar and you're like, okay, either this is that was shot specifically for the trailer, which is possible, mm-hmm. or you know, this scene still got to come up. Yeah, and like. We were before that. Before she even got out of the bunker, I was I looked over. You know, I was like, they've shown everything from the trailer pretty much. Exactly. So it's like, what's the? I mean, we still have more movie to go. So right. what's gonna happen? Yeah, so. yeah. But like Chris mentioned, and Jamie was talking earlier. Um, if they did end the movie like you know without showing any extra like alieny sci-fi type stuff, I would still be happy with the movie. Yeah, it was really like good. it was really good. I think they've all did a really great yeah. job. I just would have been upset with them still calling it Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that I'm sorry. Are you gonna say? Go ahead. No, I'm gonna say, I love the fact that she knocks over the the mailbox and they have those ten Cloverfield. So like, oh, like Peter points out, they they say the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I, it was kind of a nice way to end it, like with the radio transmission at the end. Yeah, that was um, cool. You know, of, of there are survivors. You know, they're rallying together in this area, and they're winning. Yeah, and they're winning. Yeah. So, um, just kind of like I guess gave hope yeah. to the overall and possibility of staying. yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, in the sky when it was flashing lightning. That's crazy. Yeah, and and yeah. for a minute there, you thought, yeah, I thought I was wondering why they did the whole lightning thing. And I was like, oh. Like, cause it seems kind of corny, but it then you're like, one, yeah. you're like, okay, it's a storm, but what? And then you see it again, you're like, oh, there's another ship. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. <laughs> so there's like purpose to that lightning. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, that was very Hitchcocky too. That lightning. Um, kind of reminded me of um, Falling Skies with like the whole alien thing and like. Dude, rallying. you haven't watched that in a while. I know, you I need, need to kiss watch back all, up. Yeah, it's over. I'm, is it? Yeah, I think they found. I only watched like the first two seasons. It was really good. Which but, is good because you can watch the whole thing now. Yeah. But, like, just the idea of, like, people rallying together in, like, an area fighting against them. Yeah. You know, like... I hope if they do make, a like, a third, you know, version of this, like, amusement park ride of... Amusement park of, like, Cloverfield Rise that are movies, <laughs> what it seems like to me. Well, yeah, it's the whole... Whether or not they do an anthology of yeah. movies, which I would like. I hope she does come back. I hope she has, like, another role, because she does a really awesome job. Um, I'm honest. I don't want anybody to come back if they're if no. it's not going to be connected yeah like all the cloverfield like oh this monster's connected to this monster they're yeah. not gonna do that i don't want them to have like like a like intersecting a, story like a solid continuity yeah because really it, it's yeah. almost like you know like um twilight zone where yeah. it's like they all have the same common theme that they're mm-hmm. all weird movies and they all make you think and then the plot twist that you think's happening is not happening yeah 
but they don't have any, there's no running right. overall storyline, which I think, and I say that now because they did the first two and there's no like connections really. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with them doing a third movie and it not being connected. Yeah, well, which would they, give them more creative freedom too if they didn't yeah. have the connection. What if they did a third movie and brought it back as a complete different character? That'd be kind of cool. Chris is like, no. I don't want to say. I don't want the actors coming back as different characters. I know. I know. I know. He just yeah. wants her back because she's cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but there are plenty of cute actresses. That can no, but I mean, movies. like I that and like we talked on the episode with Carlin, like. I've been a fan of her since she's on Passions. Yeah. And we're like the same age. She's like 31. Yeah, I mean, she did a really good job. So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of cool, like, you're seeing someone, like, grow with you, like, wow, she really did a good job, you know, like, because, like, her, like, her, her career didn't really take off to the point where it was like, wow, she's pretty, and she's doing really well, and it's good all the way up, she, like, had some hardships and stuff, so, um, a lot of indie and whatnot, but, um, so, yeah, um, if, if she doesn't come back, I'm totally on the glory field. It, it's my same issue with, like, seeing Chris Evans play the Human Torch in Captain America. Okay. It's like, I get around it because there's two separate universes. Yeah. But if they were to, like, put them in the same universe and, and like, be like, oh, and here we go, the Fantastic Four really exist, and yeah. by the way, they happen to look exact, yeah. that would annoy the hell out of me. That'd be kind of cool. That was good. <laughs> it's like if they brought Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds in the same universe. Yeah. It would annoy me. Yeah, I understand. But, but um, unless they crap it out, they're like, oh, this is my twin sister that we know, and it'd be like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe I don't know. Oh, and there, if you guys haven't seen it, there's nothing after the credits, so you know it's not a Marvel <laughs> thing. You can just leave. Well, yeah, there's no there's no extra scenes, but right. we, we didn't stay long. Enough. What if there was something like else that like like a radio noise broadcast or something? or something that we missed? Like, oh, I'm sure somebody would have said something. Yeah, like I heard. Like I know there's like yeah. I mean, it's not like was did chlorophyll have anything? Well, it had that whole audio that. Says like it's a lie. It's supposed or, to say it's a lie. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Apparently, it was actually filmed like where it says something one way, but if you play it in reverse, it plays. It says something. It says it's a lie. Yeah. So it's like that whole. Because they asked JJ Abrams about that, and he was like, "No, you guys are making it up in your head." It was, it's, <laughs> so I was like, "All right, coming yeah, straight from the he, creator's mouth." Yeah, but he also kept saying there wouldn't, there's going to be a sequel. And yeah, the glitter. And... That's true. But I mean, overall, awesome movie. Just check it out. Yeah. I, we totally enjoyed it. So I think we actually did go see the movie. <laughs> yeah, like I, sorry. I wanted to start and like not mention things, but I get so excited. So sorry, yeah, guys. Sorry. Um, you know how we do on Epic Bruce podcast. Um, <laughs> we're scared to deal with. We're at an hour, so uh, oh, wow. we're doing pretty good. Um, so we got what Civil War? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, which that won't take long because yeah it's been discussed a lot in the this only, media itself social media well and the only big new addition to the trailer was <gasps> Spidey yeah yeah I was so happy okay what was your reaction when you first saw Spider-Man I liked it I enjoyed it I when I I wasn't really sure like okay when I knew I found out that Spider-Man was going to be in the trailer so I was in there going okay I, I didn't believe that trailer I, mean, the I didn't believe that trailer well I believe it because I mean it's the last trailer so yeah. they have to show well, up somehow I was like watching the whole trailer and I was like, where is he? Where is he? Am I missing him? I'm like, don't miss him. <laughs> He's like, like in the background. Yeah, it is. It is one of those. I was watching I'm like, okay, this is good. I was is like, he wa- in the background? Yeah, I was like watching really closely because I was like, where is he? Did I miss him? I was like, I'm going to have to watch this thing again. <laughs> and then I kind of figured when they when they were saying he's in the movie, I'm like, they're, and they said it was going to be in the trailer. I'm like, they're going to put him at the last. He's going to be that big. Shock and awe ending, and I'm yeah. sitting here going. And I'm watching the trailer, and you see Ant Man running 
or riding the arrow and then jumping onto Iron Man's suit. Yeah. Like, I have to agree with, I read an article and like, that would be the money shot of the entire trailer. That's true. If it wasn't for the last five seconds when you yeah. had Spider-Man in the movie. Because if they hadn't done, if they hadn't done that, everybody would be talking about that one scene and now yeah. it kind of gets the back burner. And, oh, and going, off of, going off of what you said, you're right. I would think that Ant-Man team gets the love it deserves because that scene is badass. They like, really should have shown what, that in like an other trailer. Yeah, that's so yeah. they didn't have the problem. Dude, respect. like, like I after I got over the whole Spidey uh, mm. excitement, I watched it again. I was like, dude, that's a that's that a badass. badass. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that's so cool. And it's a it's a it's a um scene directly out of a comic book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah, to make so that happen. Like, yeah. That's that's amazing. And then yeah. No, and then Spidey steals the show. Yeah, which you know, I was like, I was like. So honestly, and the Ant Man himself and that scene should have gotten more like, oh, what the hell? Like, you know what I mean? That should have been. So, yeah, you're totally yeah, right. I agree. Previous trailer would have been good. Yeah, like, as much as I love Spidey, he should have got. Uh, Ant Man should have got some more love for that because that was really cool. But, um. So, this is completely, like, kind of off subject, but. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys see the article where Sally Field didn't really want to play Aunt May? Yeah. Oh, she really? Said, yeah, she was like, you can only put. Or that you can't cra- uh, put 10 pounds of. In a five pound bag, like she didn't really she, care for the movie, the character. Oh no! She just movie. did it for her friend. Really? She wanted to work yeah. with her friend for like her last film. Is it? I mean, her friend's last film, not mm-hmm. Sally Field's last film. Okay. Yeah, like she was like directing it or something, or not directing oh, it, but she was no. part of the. She's a good job though for not production, wanting to do it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I can get it because I can understand it because it's like if you're not a superhero person, I can understand not wanting to be. It. Yeah, like, so I'm guessing top thing. that's not her thing, mm-hmm. which, and I was surprised, because I liked her in the movie. Yeah. I thought she did a good job, so. I'm actually surprised she just said the comment about putting that much crap in the bag. I'm like, it wasn't that I mean, well, my thing is, like, it's different if it's like, it's not my type, it's not my type of movie, I didn't watch it after it came out. Yeah. You know, I could get behind that. Right. But to be like, that's kind of basically rude. using, like, this is a pile of crap yeah 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 i think she meant it in that the character didn't have much to go with i mean i I, I guess from her point of view like she couldn't really do much with the character i think sally field wanted anime to have that um mystery solving spinoff they're gonna do (laughs) remember that when they sony was going crazy with those stupid ideas you're gonna make an anime spinoff or she's uh like murder like uh murder she wrote pretty much (laughs) like what but um, I don't know. I think she did a good job with that, Nate. I don't feel as bad now that she's not involved. Yeah, got to move on. But, yeah, um, but anyway, sorry, yeah. I don't want to share that. Um, yeah, Spidey yeah. was pretty cool though. But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> stealing from a seventy-year-old veteran, <laughs> that thief. Dude, yeah. When I was, I wasn't expecting him to be. I guess I probably was expecting him to be on Iron Man team because, like, it was kind of like a mismatch because Cap has what six, Iron Man has five members, right? Well, Spidey is going to be the one that flip flops in the movie. Yeah. So it's. And that makes me so, wonder if he's in more scenes. Or is, oh, know? yeah. He's definitely going to be in more scenes. Okay. Because I'm like, how are they going to play? He's going to show up. He's the shield guy. It's well, like... they, well they, have to, they have to introduce him as, you know, training. So you'll see him, like, doing some training in the background, probably. Yeah. Um, Cap, he'll be on Iron Man's side throughout the beginning of it because he's 16 he's gonna flip flop he's gonna yeah that, that, he's that gonna realize sense. he's very know, like he, he can be influenced uh, not easily but you know well it's one of those he sees someone that he looks up to a genius uh, tech mm-hmm. scientist mm-hmm. 
who wants him on his team. Yeah. So I can see him being like, oh, he's going to be my mentor, and we're going to work, and we're going to do this. Yeah. And then he sees, starts to see what happened, and he starts to realize, well, Cap was doing the right thing, maybe the wrong way, but yeah. he's still doing the right thing, and so maybe he'll flip over to that side. Right, yeah. Which will be good. Because, like, I, I told Chris, like, um, when we saw the trailer, um, I was like, yeah, a Spidey's on... Iron, Iron Man side, but I'm still on Cap's team. So was like, was that shocking. Was, yeah, I was like, that doesn't change my... That doesn't change... I'm not going to flip-flop, you know? I'm glad so. you uphold your own personal values. Yeah, I was like, no, Cap's And still. not just to go with what Spidey takes. Like, when we go into the movie, I'm still going to wear that Team Cap shirt that I need to get. Um, So, yeah, but that was really cool. Like, going into the, the costume... They did, like, a lot of detailed shots, like, people were just analyzing the heck out of it. It was really cool. Which is funny, because there's only, like, a few seconds. five seconds, <laughs> yeah. so you literally have maybe 30 frames. Yeah, it's true, though. Yeah. And even of that, like, a second of it is just the web coming down and yeah. grabbing the shield. and then you see so him flip, like, and then, yeah. Yeah, so you don't see And then see what do we there. see? What do we see? Oh, yeah, eyes. dude, the eyes, like, the, the <laughs> visor, or whatever you want to call that, that, uh, it's really cool, because, like, um, <laughs> every, every round of the trailer, every time I heard the camera noise, so I'm like, oh, that's cool, because he's, like, a photographer, and it sounds like the camera shutter, I'm probably okay. looking into okay. it too much, but, but here's my, here's my thing, <laughs> yeah. is that kind of like the Cloverfield, it's alive, yeah, is that something that you're hearing because you want to hear it, maybe. it or is it really in there, because I didn't catch it, but didn't catch I it. Okay. didn't watch the trailer as many times as you did, Got so. it. um, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. I mean, I'm just hearing things, but I think it's really cool. That I really way... want to go back and listen and see if I hear it. Yeah, or maybe it's Iron Man's suit doing something. You know? Oh, it could be. Yeah, and I said visor, I meant lens. The way the lens moves, like I like that he can kind of squint a little bit. I actually they, like that. Yeah, they finally gave him like an emotional yeah face, which... which I don't think he'll be like Deadpool reacting, like how he can kind of do the. The weird faces. I don't think yeah. it'll be to that comic yeah. booky because. But I mean, they kind of made Deadpool's eyes move a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was kind of cool that they kind of transferred that into Spidey too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, we, we were able to, you know, um, realistically make him look like his yeah. eyes were moving. So now we can make Spidey's too. Yeah, and then people were like, like screaming out, like, "Well, they copied!" I'm like, "You know how long they're working on these movies, dude." <laughs> Well, I will say it, it's one of those things that because they're produced by two different groups, it's not necessarily that they're transferring it over, but the idea that they've shown they they can do test footage and they can see that it can be done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so right, let's do it. And 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 the way they did it is more grounded in it being like a bit more real because like you know Cap is not it's not portrayed like like Deadpool. You know, it's not very it's kind of wicky, but not to the point where it's, it's not like, like too animated. Yeah, so and, and my. My real question is because they didn't show him in there. I'm wondering if they saw Deadpool's leaked footage and trailers and saw that. Oh uh, yeah, could be. And yeah. then they're like, maybe we should see if we should do that because yeah. you, don't see, you don't see any images. There's no video of anything until this trailer. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like Spider Man. Yeah. And then even that, that's really all you get is the trailer. You yeah. Know? They that's didn't true. do the, the side image of like Team Cap or Team Iron Man. That's like true. They did the posters. So right. It's like. They're keeping they're keeping everything under wraps. Yeah, mm-hmm. and going back into just analyzing the costume just a little bit, I noticed the web shooters are just like these black bands on his on his wrist. It's not like in the glove yet. You can like mm-hmm. see it banded or just it's like so. A it's a lot like the 
Amazing Spider-Man one. Yeah, yes. and then two. Um, there the belt isn't as prominent, but you can see like little cartridges of something on his waist. I think it's like little pouches like, where he can put web cartridges. Yeah, in. which is really cool. I'm really glad that they kept the web shooters idea because I love that. I always love that in Spider-Man. Well, um, I don't think I don't think in a movie they will ever do the organic web shooters again because they got so much hate in the Tobey <laughs> Maguire movie. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you had to do it in two and three because you established it in one. Exactly. Yeah, so. yeah. Unless you did something like I lost my web shooters. It's funny though because in the original, this is going back way back when we were in high school. Um, in the original Spider-Man Tobey Maguire original Spider-Man movie, there's a scene in the trailers where he's wearing web shooters. And they decided to change it to organic. Like, I found it years ago. And I was like, why didn't they go with that? But you can see he's wearing... <laughs> I could shooters. see little high school Tony being like... Aah. Yeah, because I was like watching it over and over again. Like, why, why didn't this go to web shooters? Because I, I love the instance. I was, I'm waiting for the part. He's like, I'm out of web fluid. And then they get to like, the last minute. Like, I love that see, Spider-Man moment. I liked the, the organic ones. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It didn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, it never bothered me but i didn't know a lot about spider-man they yeah. didn't do anything else with his intelligence like yeah. if they had made him really really smart and he was doing other stuff yeah. and then they did that i'd be like okay it's a cheap cop-out why yeah. couldn't he have created it but because they just went ahead and went with the whole he likes science and this mm-hmm. is a genetically altered spider yeah it didn't bother me because it's like it makes more sense yeah. naturally that way. I mean, like, at, at, at the moment, as a Spidey fan, I was like, okay, I, 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 like, I rolled with it, you know? Yeah. But, like, after seeing these live-action web shows, I'm like, no. Like, because, I, I mean, I, I always yeah. loved it. I don't like change it. Yeah, I always loved it in the comic and in the cartoons and stuff that he had. Oh, yeah. But, like I said, if, they, if they'd done anything to indicate that he was intelligent yeah. in any of the movies. Right. <laughs> like, they really didn't. They didn't. Like, with right. the exception of, like, you can argue maybe in... Uh, the second one when he's like <laughs> trying to stop Doc Ock's mm-hmm. arms or whatever. Yeah. At that point, he kind of like the tritium when he was trying. Right. You could kind of argue, okay, maybe that's when he's showing his intelligence. Yeah. But they don't do anything in any of the movies. So for and me, it's like he, I'm okay with him being not a smart geek, mm-hmm. but the nerd. Yeah. The unpopular one. I get that more with that movie. Yeah. And, like, uh, aside from Mary Jane saying, like, you're such a nerd when he's talking about, like, why he's excited about visiting Oscorp and the scientist is here, Dr. Octavius, like, why he's so excited to go see him. Yeah. And he wants, he goes to see her, like, play or something. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, like, other than them, like, verbalizing it, you don't, like, see. It's not, yeah. it's not backed up in imagery mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. yeah. So but that could even, totally even, even just be something as, like, oh, this is somebody who knows something. Like, somebody who wants to go see Neil Degrassi. Tyson. Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody who's just like, oh, I know he's really smart, and mm-hmm. I know some of the stuff that he talks about. So, <laughs> yeah. And I've seen him on Cosmo, and on Cosmo, so it looks yeah. good. You're right. You know, it could be something like, more like that. Right, right. That makes whole, sense. I actually understand. Yeah. He's creating a new yeah. element. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you're a nerd. No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I hope they do put more, like, you know, creative Peter Parker in... The reboot of mm-hmm. semi reboot whatever um <laughs> third rendition of spidey solo movie but um yeah so that's just as far as the cap trailer goes uh, I, I can see the little web the webbing in the suit which is really cool it's not as like prominent as um toby's it's not like you can't see it's, it's not, it doesn't look like you can feel it if you're like running your hand over like the glove or anything but it's kind of embedded in the in the material 
And that suit looks like uh, Tony Stark made it, obviously. It's so mm-hmm. high-tech. I don't think Spidey's original suit is going to look anything like that. Amazing Spider-Man is still my favorite. Spider-Man I suit. love that Spidey suit. Yeah, part one, right? Or part two. See, for me, it's like, I don't see that big of a difference between the two. Okay. So, I either one. Yeah. Like, that, the Amazing Spider-Man universe, that suit. I love that. Suit. Yeah. And I love the way, I love the, um, the way the, the, the extras and Andrew like he's kind of lanky and kind of like skinny like I love that Spidey like I love that he's not like all buff and stuff but I don't think he's gonna be buff in um Civil War because uh Tom Holland's pretty skinny too but but yeah so just I hope um he's in the movie more like they said and also we're talking about that fight at the airport might be the middle of the movie that might not be the end it's gonna yeah it's gonna be the middle of the movie yeah it's gonna be the whole I think the end fight's gonna be when he ultimately goes crossbow. Black Widow. Or uh, I'm thinking crossbones will actually be what starts that particular fight. Oh, really? The the airport fight. Okay. Unless it's like the whole crappy. Hey, we're putting crossbones in the movie, and only in the first ten minutes, and <laughs> yeah. then they're gonna take him down. Yeah, yeah. Because that could be a little. But they might do that. But um, I'm isn't, thinking... Isn't Baron Strucker? Yeah, Baron Strucker's supposed to be in there, yeah, too. Yeah, so, so you haven't like, seen him yet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he's going to be... Well, there's rumors that he might have been the one in the yellow tank in the trailer where Bucky and them are. Oh, really? So, I don't know. Okay. It's just one of those. They haven't... I think it's one of those they haven't seen him, so they're like, Let's, oh, look, there's somebody that we don't know who it is. Yeah. So it must be him. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but I'm hoping the airport will happen in the middle so that the big reveal of Spidey takes place like I, yeah. i'm hoping like when you first see spidey if he's doing any training or anything he's a background character you just like see somebody sticking on a wall <laughs> yeah. or swinging somewhere right, like, you don't yeah. get a clear image of it yeah and then cap's not aware of what's going on mm-hmm. so when they're doing their big when they do their fight at that point mm-hmm. and he calls in under yeah and, you know <laughs> yeah. spider-man takes the shield and stuff because cap was surprised yeah he was so because he wouldn't be Spidey wouldn't be able to take the shield so easily if Captain knew he was there. Yeah, so yeah, it's one of those things like that. I yeah. think at that point that's the big reveal of who he is and about midway through the movie and then towards the end is when you're gonna have like the big fight with uh Dude, how how cool Black is it that we can like say stuff like Yeah, Captain Spidey like in the same movie? That's insane. Because that's such like a thing that I never thought was gonna happen in the well, next three years. But there's so a cool. big rumor that the X Men after Age or after Apocalypse might be rebooted into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That'd be so cool. And I love the Fox would still own the rights. Right, they're doing like a Sony but partnership. Like Sony where they could do yeah. that. I, I, I'm glad that studios are opening their minds a little bit to that, see what works. Because Sony, you know. Well, at this point, bit. it's one of those, I love it because it's like, Marvel's sold off the rights. Yeah. Now that Disney wants it back, Sony and Fox are like, well, no, we'll we'll help you make a successful movie. <laughs> yeah. But we're keeping the rights to the yeah. characters because we bought them. Right. And as long as we keep these movies coming out, yeah. we, we kind of own it. We yeah. own it. Yeah. As yeah. Long as, you know, cause that's the stipulation. That's so true. yeah, we'll work with you. Right. We'll make a successful movie. <laughs> we but we're getting most of the money yeah. because we're keeping the rights to the characters that you technically own. Yeah, that's true. Smart so. studio stuff. <sighs> um, hey, Dang it works. Man. Brilliant. Uh, okay, I think I lost track my train of thought, but I was going towards, um, oh, Kyle, shout out, Kyle. Uh, me and Kyle did some, <laughs> um, analysis of Spidey's costume <laughs> on Facebook. 
send like screenshots to each other. Kyle's really good at doing that, by the way. Um, he sent me one where Spidey's flipping, and you can see the spider on his back, and it looks like the fat spider from the old costume. So that's kind of cool. Hmm. And like the the little one on the chest looks like the one from the Civil War uh, comic. It's like kind of small. So I, I thought that was really cool. Um, Check out the big one. The big one on the back. It looks like a tick more than a spider. Guess, guess what? It, yeah, that's what they meant with the original. Like you know. Which I, I kind of like that. I think it's kind of cool. It's like a like nod to the old Spidey. The fact that it looks like a tick more than a spider is what it's like. It's Tick Man. Oh no, wait, it's Spider Man. Yeah, kind of. That's always been like because I remember from the '90s cartoons. Yeah, like, uh, it was like a fat spider. Yeah, yeah like, like Peter Parker got lazy that night, like sleepy. I don't care what it looks like. <laughs> whatever, make it. Yeah, like eight legs. It works. It works. Whatever. But um, yeah, I think that's all I need to say about Spidey. Um. And Civil War, the Ant-Man scene is totally cool though. Don't don't uh that, don't downgrade that at all, or not give it its props because it's really that cool. And uh, Winter Soldier shooting Tony in the face, <laughs> or trying to shoot Tony. In yeah, the face. and he had the gauntlet, and <laughs> yeah. good thing he got killed. That was cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I hope Cap doesn't die at the end of this movie. Even though I think oh, he, he will. Don't you don't think so with Crossbones being in there? And no. No, because I got a feeling Crossbones is going to be that whole. Because I feel like everyone is like coming at Cap, so I think he might get overwhelmed and that might be a wrap. Yeah, but I think because they're like, it's Civil War, I think Crossbones is going to be that whole. Here's the first fight, and oh, it's like, so? it's okay. like, um, uh, no, Strucker was the one in Age of Ultron. Baron Zemo is the one that's in. There you go. Yeah, I'm sorry. So it, yeah. It, so, yeah, I was just saying, thinking about it. Like, okay, so it's, it's almost like the Baron Strucker. It's like, He's literally only in the movie, the first <laughs> ten movie, yeah, ten minutes, and he's he shoots himself. Yeah. So it's almost, I'm afraid that's what they're gonna do with Crossbones. You think so? Okay. Make it. I mean, and he may bust out at the end and yeah, kill Cap at the end, but yeah. I don't think they will. Okay. Because I think I think the big death in this series, if anything happens, is gonna be Robert Downey Jr. Really? You think they'll kill off Iron Man? Well, he's he doesn't want to do Iron Man. Oh, he's like, still doing. Like, he, like he's still right saying now, that. Okay. Yeah, he's he's even saying like this is like his mini Iron Man four. Oh, like he doesn't expect them to okay. be another Iron Man movie. I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. these yeah. Yeah. could be, because it focuses a not predominantly, but it focuses a lot on Iron Man. So after Which this, why I really wish they would have done Captain America: Civil War and Iron Man. Civil that would have been cool. Yeah. So I guess after this, the Avengers team is going to be a lot different yes. after this movie. Yeah. Well, they're predicting. Like, there could be, like, up to two or three deaths in this movie. Like, oh, some people are saying Hawkeye is going to be dead. What? I'm like, that He was going the family good. route, so I can kind of see yeah. that a little bit. Even though it's really sad. But, well, um, and I guess it would then give them an opportunity to bring in more or different. I, I want to see Ant-Man and Spidey play off of each other. Yeah. Personalities, that should be cool. I, I have seen a few posts where it said that, that uh, Chris Evans said that Chris Evans, Captain America, Chris Evans, <laughs> said that um, his favorite part of the movie was Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Paul Rudd is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see their, their humor. Yeah. In. Just because, like, I think the movies already have, like, a little bit of humor in them. Mm-hmm. But I like the humor that both Spidey and Ant-Man bring yeah. when they're there, you know, like. And it's more playful. I Paul Rudd is another one of those actors that I like that got a chance to do. I mean, he's been doing great movies mm-hmm. and he's been doing a thing with, with like indie movies and just like comedies and stuff and guest spots. But he's like one of those actors where you're like, wow, like 
people are gonna finally appreciate you not because like they're gonna like really appreciate your acting chops but like you're a iconic like what's that iconic but he's like a favorite now in the marvel mm-hmm. universe you know what i mean yeah because Ant-Man is, like, there's, like, little groups of people that, that like Ant-Man before the whole big hype of Ant-Man. Well, but it's the whole thing is, like, everybody who saw, knew that Ant-Man was coming out was like, that's not Hank Pym. I hate the movie. Yeah. And they went to go see it, and they're like, oh, okay, Scott yeah. Lang's a pretty good Ant-Man, too, yeah. Ant-Man in the movie. Yeah. I can't sense. wait for Ant-Man and Wasp, though. It's going to be good. Yeah. yeah, it should be awesome. But, um, I think that's all I have in Civil War. Definitely looking forward to seeing it, hopefully, opening day, maybe. Open weekend, if not opening day. Definitely opening weekend. Um, we're actually we're definitely gonna go see Batman versus Superman on Friday, hopefully. So we need to go in March. Yeah, yeah, we need to do that. So we'll have a nice little review. Um, I don't know if we'll talk about the whole thing, but want to ruin that for you. Yeah, we were gonna talk about the whole Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah, even though Cloverfield was like two weeks old, right? No, it came out last Friday. Really? Yep. We're doing really good this year, guys. Like, watching stuff on time. Really good. Um, <laughs> but, but like we always say, if you watch the trailer, or if you, if you look at the cover of our podcast, mm-hmm. and you see the title, yeah, and we tell you we're going to talk about this. It's pretty thorough. And then you watch the movie, <laughs> yeah. or you listen to the rest of the podcast yeah. without seeing the movie, it is all on you. It's like, it's yeah. like uh, walk, or Talking Dead. It's that's like true. We keep giving you all these signs. Right, that's true. That, you know, we're yeah. going to spoil it because we're going to talk about it because we're nerds. Yeah, that does make yeah. sense. And we get carried away and excited. Don't and, be mad at us. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but, I think that was a couple times where you weren't going to say anything and then I blurted it out anyway. That's okay. <laughs> um, but we're going to truck along with these comics. Um, yeah. Our little comic series we got going. Hope you guys are enjoying this. Let us know, please, if you like Yeah, this. if you want us to stop it or if you want us to keep going. It's like, this sucks. I want you guys uh, talking about that. I mean, I think it helps me. To keep up with some kind of comic series, so mm-hmm. I like it personally. <laughs> or even if you tell us, like, <laughs> cut it out, don't tell us the entire comic, you know? Yeah. Tell us if we need to give more detail, less detail. And we talked about this, like, we're going to try to. Yeah, you know, we're going to yeah. try to. But so, um, if our fans want us to do the complete detail, we'll do the complete <laughs> yeah. detail. So now we're going to try to find a happy medium for this one. Um, we're going to wanna... go first. Okay. What? Jamie's got We can notes. switch it up. No. Let Jamie go first. Do you want to go last? Out of the I want to go last. He's out of the notes. I want to go last. He's out of the notes. Well, Chris, you have yours open. You want to go first, like usual? Nah, I can go first. Okay. All right, uh, so when last we left our heroes, the rings had found people. (laughs) It sounded so epic. (laughs) And then he said people. people. (laughs) The rings found fingers. Meanwhile, under Matt Griffin's raw. It was from that this guy that does a Super Friends voice. They made yeah. like a parody scene of that. In Meanwhile, Family the Hall of Justice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, starts off uh, how Jordan's talking to uh, Captain Kirk, explaining the uh, what's called the Last Light, which I think I explained in the first one when we did this. But it's basically where the Guardians of the Galaxy created this failsafe where if the entire universe was going to be destroyed, they could pull all surviving lanterns into. Uh, another universe they can open a rip in time and space and not star lord this other guardians of the galaxy but this is dc yes right? okay because <laughs> it might be like what guardians yeah no 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 yeah, yeah this is dc this yeah. is the little green or little blue men there you go. Lead the oh okay. right. yeah it's good to know <laughs> sorry so I I that. no it's fine. it's fine um so basically he's talking about how uh how's jordan's talking to captain kirk about the last light and what happened 
And basically he's saying that the, his, the DC universe was being overrun by Necron, which is a personification of death itself. And they said that they've, you know, they fought him before and they were able to beat him by combining the different powers. But at this time, uh, they, Necron finally realized what the, uh, what? She's making monkey faces. She always makes monkey faces. It's okay. Anyway, (laughs) that's why I'm looking at the comic. Yeah. Um, but basically saying that this time Necron realized that there, that he has this one advantage over all the lanterns no matter what, and that's the fact of sheer numbers because there will always be more dead people than alive people because he brings back true. zombies yeah. as black oh. lanterns. Yep. Can, can Rick Grimes be a... Rick Grimes <laughs> He's not a zombie? Dead. He's not dead. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry. I totally, as, of, as of right now. I totally are, you tell, are you telling me something? I'm an episode no. behind. Are you telling me something? No, no. I'm telling you um, so Dude, anyway, the day they kill Rick, they have to watch more like Rick. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they come in and they're talking, and he explains what was going on. Um, and they're just kind of going back and forth, and they're like, you know, this ring is not just jewelry; it's a computer design. Um, oh, I'm sorry, the Guardians of the Universe, not Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. So that helps differentiate. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but basically, he's going in, and he's telling them that you know some of your some of these rings that you've reactivated have found hosts, and it's like. You know, the three that are on the ship, you know, uh, hope, love, and compassion were found in, compassion had Dr. McCoy, love had Uhura, and uh, hope had Chekhov. Okay. And then he's like, and then there's these other three that are, you know, fear, rage, and uh, greed, and, you know, those are bad people that are going to find those rings. Yeah. So then it cuts to um, where the red lantern ring, which is the ring of rage, went. And it goes to Gornar, which is where the Gorns are, the lizard creatures. Sounds like a riot. Yeah. Gornar, Gornar, where the, the Gorns, Gorns are. are. <laughs> epic. Yeah. Epic rap. We're going to create an epic rap for these. That's what we should do at the we end. We'll should. do epic rap of the entire storyline. Dude, that'd be oh, so cool. I'd love to see Jamie's. Jamie would kill it, man. She'd kill that lizard rap. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, uh, the leader is, like I said last time, the. Um, the leader of the Gorn's son is trying to kill his father so he can take over. And, of course, he finds the Red Ring of Rage. So he goes and he takes over um, when this guy named Atrocitus, which is the leader of the Red Lanterns, comes in and is like, trying to figure out, why, how did you get this ring? What, how did you steal this ring? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he basically bitch slaps. What's his name? Glocon, which is the Gorn that got the ring. Okay. <laughs> I hate these names because I can never pronounce them. You have to like go over it a few times. Exactly. Um, so he basically takes him down and he's like, so what's going on? He wants to know who he is and where he's from or where he's at. And so one of the uh, Gorn people are like, well, you know, you just took our leader in chains. We'll tell you all about it. You know, we can come up to some agreement that, you know, benefits us all. <laughs> extra, extra freedom. Tell about it. <laughs> Then it uh, cuts to Romulus, which is where the um, Romulans probably, uh, oh, are from. These writers, man. Exactly. Well, you know. No, it's good. It's really good. Um, so basically, this is where we find out that the uh, orange ring of greed or avarice has taken over uh, a senator named Decius, who then murders the entire council and creates orange lantern because creates orange lantern constructs out of their 
basically their spirits. And orange stands. Orange is what now again? I'm sorry. Greed or avarice? Okay, greed or avarice. Got it. Because um, remember in the previous issue, he was talking about how the Romulans needs to expand their empire. And okay. Greed, or, so he's very greedful. Got it. Or greedy, I guess. Um, and at that point, the leader of the Orange Lantern. Lar Flees shows up. <laughs> Dude, you have like the hardest names in your comic. <laughs> I do. I do. But it, it's, they're aliens. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's really understandable. Um, so in the original series, in the original, uh, or in the actual Green Lantern storyline and universe, there's only one Orange Lantern and when he kills somebody, he takes and makes them like this slave Orange Lantern contract. Yeah, I mean, you told us about that last time. That was yeah. crazy. So in this one, uh, Desius thinks has slaughtered the entire council. He's like, now I have a council that will do whatever I want. Um, and then he's like, well, and then Lark Lee shows up and he's like, not unless you have one of these puppies, which is the lantern, which he'd need to recharge his rings. Got it. Then it flashes to Kronos, which is where the Klingon race is, and uh, Emperor Chang has the yellow ring of fear because he's able to instill, instill great fear. It's Nestro who is the leader of that corps is there and he's like basically showing like Chang is like trying to shoot him with like an orange or with the constructs and like Sinestro's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> this is my ring. It's not going to happen. I created this. So there's nothing you can do to stop me. I'm trying not to do the whole thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but Sinestro realizes he's in a parallel universe and he's like, you know what? We're going to take over this universe. Oh, of dude. course, everybody thinks they're going to take over the universe. So it then cuts back to the Starship Enterprise where we see that um, Captain Kirk and Hal Jordan are having a basically a male pissing contest because they're both like, because uh, Kirk's like, okay, check off, quit flying around, get in the show. Oh, okay, yeah. Because Chekhov's just kind of flying around and enjoying the ring. Nice. And like Hal Jordan's like, dude, let him alone. Yeah. The first day you get the ring is like always going to be like really fun. He's yeah. Like, whatever. And uh, so... Kirk's like, you know, these these rings are impressive, but you know what, Mr. Jordan? Uh, Captain Jordan uh, Hal Jordan's like, no, no, it's Captain Jordan. He's like, I'm a captain, you're a captain. You can call me Captain Jordan, Jordan or you can call me just Jordan. That's not so weird, doesn't <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's a captain in the U.S. Okay. Uh, Air yeah, Force, he is, so yeah. he's like, you know, if you're yeah. going to be like that, you need to at least give me my rank. Right, right. It's like, even though the U.S. Air Force doesn't exist anymore <laughs> in this timeline, I still have the rank. Captain and Jordan. Captain Kirk's like, uh, uh, Jordan, how Jordan's like, you can call me Captain, you can call me Captain Jordan, or you can just call me Jordan. So, Captain Kirk, in classic fashion, is like, all right, Jordan. <laughs> Still refusing to give him the title. Oh, crap. He's like, you know what, but you're on my ship, so you don't question, well, I'm going to work with you, but you don't question me giving my people orders. Yeah. And so, like, Hal's like, put fine, whatever. In. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, and by the way, we need to try to find survivors, and he's like, by the way, the ring indicates there's two of them already that we can find. And we find out that it's uh, Carol Ferris, who is the star sapphire, the surviving star sapphire from the DC Universe, okay. which is also Hal Jordan's boss Oh, okay. Um, oh. in the real life. Yeah. And she has love, and then she's bringing the body of Saint Walker, which is the surviving member of the Blue Lantern Corps, to the ship. And they're trying to, like, he's like... Uh, Carol's like, hey, I don't know who you are. She's talking to Chekhov. She's like, I don't know who you are, but you're a Blue Lantern, which means I can trust you. So we need to get him help. Got so it. it then cuts a little bit further to a, another starship uh, called the USS Constellation, 
and they get attacked by dun 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 the Red Lanterns. Oh. And the Red Lanterns like, you know, why this is impress you're learning about your ring, this is impressive, and the guy's like, Yeah, this isn't a, just a display, it's a declaration of war. So the Gorn are gonna try to go after the US or the uh the Enterprise? The Confederation. Okay. Yeah, starting the Confederation of Planets. Okay. Um, it then cuts to back to the ship real quick, and they're ha uh, Carol's having a little question uh, with Hal, and they're like, you know, what, you know, what's happened? Because St. Walker's there, and uh, McCoy's like, I don't know what's going on, but the ring's telling me this guy's going to be okay. He's like, I don't know alien, this alien physiology, <laughs> but the ring's telling me it's going to be okay. Oh, so, Bones. Yeah, Bones like, <laughs> someone's like that. Damn it, Jim! Yeah. Like doctor, not an indigo ring person. But like Carol, so he's how uh, Jordan's asking Carol like what happened, and like Carol's like, well, you know, the last light got called, so we all got pulled in the universe, and he's like, but you know, so did Necron. Done, done, done. And on the last page, it cuts to where the former planet of Vulcan, uh, Vulcan was, because remember, this is the movie universe, so Vulcan's right. been destroyed. That's right. And it starts showing where like. Necron is starting to build an army of Black Lanterns. Holy crap. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's all about the Black Lanterns now. Yep. All right. And sweet. that's it. Okay. Oh, the Ninja Turtle. Yep, Ninja Turtle 50. That's, <laughs> that's back when Donatello. They didn't conclude that yet, did they? I think they did. Okay. They, they brought him back. Oh, sweet. Okay. He's <laughs> robot body for a They're all Maybe trying they to make some of be Yeah, that'd be cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, Jamie, did you want to go or you want me to go? You right, go. So let's go last. Um, all right, so I have uh, Amazing Spider-Man. This is issue four. I know we're a bit behind because uh, we didn't... Whoa, that was loud. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about your ears on that one. Yeah, I apologize. You know what you know when we're really loud? What's that? What's that? Oh, crap. I can't remember it. What do you mean? The song. <laughs> we'll play. We'll play. <laughs> um... So yeah, <laughs> oh, gosh. yeah I can't. we were obsessing over the song that was on uh, Teen Titans earlier. Um, something about the when night begins to shine. Yeah, when night begins to shine. It's like on the Teen Titans episode, and <sighs> Cyborg is playing it, and he's playing it to death, and then they go into like some fantasy world. But the animation changes; it looks really cool. So, yep. Um, you should Google that episode. It's really, really good stuff. The episode head. title is 44, 40%, 40%, 20%. That is the episode title, yeah. I don't know why it was labeled that, because I yeah. didn't watch the episode. I just didn't know where it was going. <laughs> so, like, this MC of Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man, um, it continues from the last one, where uh, the Green Goblin is... Uh, Norman Osborn is seen at the end of the... I was going to say episode, end of the issue, <laughs> helping out... Um, Trying to help out these people, uh, I think was he like in somewhere in African region, pretty much helping them try, pretty much like helping them to uh, not have the power scale tip in the people's favor. So, you know, they want weapons from Norman Osborn because he's a weapons dealer now. Um, so, you know, it it starts off uh, Spidey. Um, is flying around in the cool Spidey jet. Um, Nick Fury is trying to get in contact with Peter Parker, and because they're about to go pretty much all out on the Zodiac, you know, because they pinpointed where they were, and they're like, "All right, cool. This is what we wanted to do. We wanted to pinpoint all of their bases, and we're gonna go get them." So, um, uh, Spidey or uh, Peter Parker is in the 
I guess I don't know what he calls this his like airplane thing, but it's a Spidey airplane. I'm sure there's a proper name for it, but um, yeah. <laughs> and he's with um, what's her name? Damn, how do I forget? Why do I forget her name? Bobby and Shield. Yeah. What's her code Mockingbird. name? Mockingbird. Yeah, she. He's with Mockingbird, and uh, they're all checking in with Nick Fury, but then Spidey gets uh, a call from Aunt May, and she is um, pretty much doing charity work in another country. And um and, Mad- and Madagascar, yeah, I know. <laughs> she does get around, and yeah. <laughs> and like he's talking to Aunt May on the phone, and you know, asking how she's doing, whatever, checking in. Um, and then uh, they're like kind of skyping in a way, you know, but they're using Park Industries, I'm sure, technology. And you hear this laugh, and it's in green, and you kind of know who that is if someone's laughing maniacally. And then in the panel, you see it's Tony. It's Tony. <laughs> yeah. And you see these pumpkin bombs and like, oh, green goblin. So, um, you know, Peter Parker gets all like frantic and was like, oh, I'm me. Like, I need to go save her. And at this point, um, Mockingbird is like, no, we have a mission to go on. You can't, you know, you can't abort the mission to go save your aunt. And Spider Man's like, you know what? I don't, I don't care. It's my aunt. You can go save her. Like, you can't tell me what to do. Ejects her out of the out of the jet <laughs> and she goes flying out and she like pretty much uh, Jerk. yeah so like what the hell is wrong with you but uh he tells her to hit the seat belt on the belt on her seat twice which gives her wings like um falcon so hmm. cool. it's not it's not as cool as his like spidey even says like it's not as dynamic as his but it'll do the job so he's like i didn't let you go to kill you or anything like that you can fly there you go here's wings um and it turns out that the Green Goblin is Green Goblins, plural, because, like, um, they're wearing, I mean, they look like the Goblin, but they're not traditional Goblin. They have, like, uh, camouflage pants, and the glider looks a bit different, but it's pretty much the same concept. But this is Norman Osborn's, these are his weapons, pretty much, like, you know, this, this, he's an arms dealer, and he deals in what he's good at, which is being a Goblin, and, like... <laughs> Selling gliders and pumpkin bombs. So he's like throwing these bombs to attack the people because the guy, you know, who wants to hold these people down hires him. So, and you know, Aunt May is in the mid in the middle of it. You know, old Aunt May gets around like Chris said, <laughs> and in the middle of her being attacked by the Green Goblin or a Green Goblin because there's like a few of them. You see like a few web balls like pretty much hit one of them like three times, and and the guy goes yeah. I can kind of see it, like, there's <laughs> a text right there. Um, and Spidey's, like, flying in in the jet, and it's really cool, because, like, you know, he's not trying to hurt him, he's trying to slow him down, because he's not trying to be lethal. But it's kind of cool seeing Spidey flying a jet and not have to, like, shoot the thing out of his wrist. Because I don't think he could take that off the video <laughs> if he was, like, trying to do that. But I'm sure he figured out he's Spidey. But, um, so, like, uh... They shoot at Spidey's jet, and the jet goes down pretty much. But he's like, man, I'm trying not to hurt you guys, but, you know, you're using live ammo. So here I go down. Like, I should learn from me being so, like, you know, considerate. But, um, you know, Spidey is on the thing where pretty much kind of like Batman, where he's, he doesn't believe in killing people. So he gets out of the jet, which is kind of cool that the jet did crash, because you see he's not just dependent on these machines you know he's like still spider-man you know he still has the power he can get around if he needs to um and then it switches back to <laughs> yeah there's a there's a like a splash page where uh nick fury's face is in the middle 
And Chris just said, Zordon. He looks like Zordon with a whole bunch of like satellites around him. Um, there's a few cameos in here. There's Agent Coulson is in here. Agent May is in here, which is really cool. Um, so they're, you know, including those people. Prowler is in here, but he's not just a Spider-Man. He's the same as the original costume. And they're all trying to go to the bases of the Zodiac um, members. Um, so they find a few of them, but this is a twist in this comic. Um, it shows that the place that they were, the Zodiac were like reporting their threats from was just like a studio. It wasn't like a real base. Mm-hmm. So they pretty much outsmarted them on that, which was like, damn, you know, we thought we had them. Um, so Spider-Man is there to save Aunt May, and um, he does his thing to, to take down like one, I, I think like two goblins. There's still one flying around, so he's like, okay, I'm going to go get him. And um, it's really cool that they pointed out that there's no buildings for him to swing from, because people always ask, like, what would he do in a place that was no building? So he's like gunning it, running, and like he kind of takes off with like this leap, and he pretty much takes down um, the last goblin that, goblin that way. Um, also, Mocking, Mockingbird? Mockingbird. Mockingbird comes in. I really want to get her name wrong. You want to call her Mockingjay, don't you? Yeah, I do. It's the Mockingjay. Yeah, her name's, um, so Mockingbird comes in to help him, even though he ejects her out of the jet earlier, but, you know, he does kind of help her out with the whole flying thing. So, um. It's like you're a bird and now you can fly. Yeah. And, like, Spidey (laughs) says, two kids are hiding, like, under this, like, it looks like, uh old rickety like shed thing and um you know that kind of has it has like a little sweet moment where he saves two kids and i thought that was kind of cool because it still kind of shows that you know he's like sensitive towards like helpless people he's not just like i got these big machines and whatever i'm just gonna be spider-man and save my aunt but forget you guys so um and this part is really cool actually too um the way he takes down the rest of the goblins because it's like a good few of them flying around him and if you guys know how frustrating drones can be, like if you guys see those in the sky. I see those every day. Yeah, uh, you know, you got to find a way to take them down. So um, Spidey does this thing where like he shoots his web um, around these like steel kind of, uh, I guess it's like these steel sheets and he's able to electrocute them, which kind of like sends like a charge of electrocution up in the sky to uh, pretty much disengage all of the goblins from their gliders and that kind of helps mockingbird too because she's kind of having a hard time with them but um at this point like the police force in madagascar hold them down so they're all being arrested at this point and um you know aunt may is okay at this point so that's that's a good that's a good thing because you know you don't want salad fuel to die or anything so (laughs) (laughs) um and at the end of it, like, it definitely shows that the leader that was supposed to be, like, the innocent guy in the group was working with Norman Osborn. So Norman Slash is, like, bandages on his face. And, like, pretty much, like, worse things are coming. That was just, like, a, this is what I can do type mm-hmm. thing, you know? This, this is what I'm capable of. a taste of my... Yeah, but there's more if you need it. Um, and also, this was, uh, I'm trying to figure out the last part of the comic, but... It's like the whole Spidey scene was done, then they cut to this part where it's like some correctional facility, and I'm not, I'm not too sure who this character is. It's the lizard. Oh, it is the lizard. Because I like, I wanted, I guess I was waiting for the lab coat. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, Dr. Connor. Yeah, there we go. So I was like, where's the lab coat? But um, okay, so the lizard is like pretty much in this correctional facility, and he comes in contact with like uh, 
this guy who's like in a red suit. I don't know who he is yet, but I think he's the guy. If I'm remembering correctly, because mm-hmm. I have I only read the first two issues. I want to read them all again. Yeah, that's the one that was helping Rhino at the beginning. Oh, I think he's putting together a team. Oh, because he's even putting together a team. Putting yeah, together a yeah. Because uh, and I, I, you were probably gonna jump to it, but he even makes the reference of, "Do we have a deal, Mr. Connors or Doctor Connors?" Oh, cool! Like Sinister Six, like yeah. So um, he's kind of like he made the same thing with uh, he's, like he's trying to give him what they. Yeah, exactly, and that's why Kurt and his um, his wife and his son are in the cell. Like, I mean, the Doctor Connor sees this guy pretty much goes crazy, you know, and then he like the guy snaps his finger, and he sees uh, his wife and his son, and that kind of changed things a lot, a lot of bit. Because I mean, that was pretty much his struggle. It was like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde type thing mm. with Doctor Connor. So it kind of ends there on like a cliffhanger, saying like, "What is this team?" Is it going to be like a new Sinister Six, Amazing Spider-Man, new version Which style? I'm going to have to do some research because I know like the Rhino's wife was killed mm-hmm. and somehow she's back. I'm wondering if his family was killed. He's a necromancer. Or, he if, yeah, stuff, maybe? or maybe it's like these are, I have your family. Yeah. I can make them do what I want kind of thing. Right. Now there is a... Um, and the, this the uh, Amazing Spider-Man or Spider-Man's summer storyline mm-hmm. is Dead No More. Oh, cool! And they um, they released a tra- uh, awesome. a teaser. Yeah, and it's got all these people from Spider-Man's past that are dead walking towards the basically towards the camera. Dude, that's awesome! I posted it on Facebook. I, I saw that. that. Yeah, I did see that. And like Uncle Ben's like, like the very first one. Oh list. gosh, yeah. And of course, you see Captain Stacy, and you see a couple other ones. Dang. Okay. So, I'll kind of makes me wonder if that's all going to tie into that. It could be. Definitely take us home though. Read it, dude. If you want to catch up for the rest of them, yeah, I'll that's right over there. You can take it. But um, that's it for Spidey. I'm gonna toss it over to Jamie. She has some cool stuff about Batman Ninja Turtles. Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle number four. Um, so the whole time Chris was talking about his, I was like trying to figure out how to make mine a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> I didn't get very far, so I'm not gonna try this time. <laughs> you just gotta do like I do, just let it be natural. That's <laughs> let the rhythm take you. Yeah. I like realized like halfway through, I was like, I don't even know what Chris just said. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, but anyways, uh, so in the oh, last, in the last <laughs> comic, um, we ended where they, uh, the, the turtles and Batman attacked where the Foot Clan was, and they were trying to make the portal, and um, Shredder yeah. got away, uh, and he was with um, Raja Ghul, right? Yeah. Right. Make sure I remember where we left off um, with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one opens up, and we're at Arkham Asylum, and there's this doctor interviewing the guys from the Foot Clan that were brought in, mm-hmm. um, and she's like upset because she's going through all these guys that none of them are telling their names to her. They're like, no, we don't have names for the Foot Clan. Um, and so she's like irritated at Jim Gordon because he brought in like 20 of them. <laughs> and so she's like frustrated and like it's been a long day, I guess. And then she's like walking away and you see the Joker, which I was like, ah, it's the Joker. Yeah. And so he's like, kind of taunting her wanting to like get out of his cell he's like oh you making new friends you know like let's let's braid hair and tell secrets and just like 
you know, I might kill a few guards too, whatever, you know, and she's like, that's like his way of flirting. <laughs> she like tells the guard or whatever, like up his meds, like he needs, he needs some meds. Um, and then she just like has a really bad feeling. So then it goes to Wayne Manor where Alfred's, uh, taking some pizzas from the delivery guy. He has like 12 boxes of pizza and, uh, the little delivery kids are like, you got those? And he's like, yeah, you know, like, I'm pretty sure I can handle, like, pizza boxes. And, you know, I was, like, you know, in this fancy whatever restaurant in London, you know, just being kind of pompous. <laughs> Alfred. So, um, so he's, like, taking the pizzas in and, like, Mikey comes skateboarding down the rail. Oh, cool. uh, And kind of runs over Alfred. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Oh, he kind of knocks him down and, oh, um. Pizza kind of goes everywhere, but uh, oh, I but see it's, the... it's still gooey. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey's still happy. <laughs> He's cool. Um, yeah. And then it uh, cuts to uh, Batman and and Leonardo are kind of like fighting. Like sparring. you know, like yeah, yeah. like just kind of. <coughs> and um, Master Splinter's like giving them tips, like what they need to do, like how to improve and stuff. Yeah. And you think that he's talking to Leonardo. <laughs> And then he reveals, like, that he's actually talking to Batman. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, like, Leonardo takes him out. Like, <laughs> Batman what? falls down. He's like, yeah, well, you know, I was distracted. Oh, gosh. And he's like, yeah, whatever. You keep telling yourself that. <laughs> yeah. um, so then, like, you see this, like, one image of Raphael just looking kind of angry, of course. Yeah. And then you see Donnie's, like, all excited about the hollow, uh, hollow record. Uh, yeah, hollow recordings, mm -hmm. like the holographic recordings, I yeah. guess. Um, and he's like, kind of made me think of you. <laughs> like, just because, like, he's all excited, but he's also, like, watching himself and how awesome he is. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, that so, say me all over. <laughs> Master Splinter's like, you know, watch yourself. Like, don't get full, full of yourself, yeah. you know? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Um... <laughs> But like he start, he mentions that they were he was working with uh, the Justice League, trying to figure out um, the blood work and stuff that they were analyzing. Um, oh, can I stop you for a sure. fact? Speaking of Justice League, J.K. Simmons, the guy who played um, J. Jonah Jameson and Spidey, he's Commissioner Gordon in Justice League movie. Oh, so interesting. Um, but yeah, so he mentioned that he was working with the Justice League and, uh, that he was going back and forth on things with Cyborg. Um, so they were mentioned and then, so they're just like, you know, having some pizza and talking about some things and, you know, Alfred <laughs> takes away, uh, Mikey's skateboard. Oh no. <laughs> and so like, Mikey's like, dude, <laughs> like Come on! And Alfred's like, uh, dude, calling me dude is not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> you know, like, it's not helping the situation. Master, Young Master Michelangelo. And <laughs> oh, then Mikey comes back, come on, old Master Alfred. <laughs> Which, like, old cracked Master me up. Wow. He's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, that's not how that works. <laughs> but I was, like, dying. I was that's like, so uh, old Master um, Alfred. So they're just, like, having a good time eating pizza. Talk Batman into eating some pizza. What? Yeah. And he's That's like, awesome. oh, it's good. Like, it's like, Mikey's like, it's pepperoni. It's amazing. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, Mikey likes pepperoni. <laughs> yeah. um, but, like, they're just having a good time. And then 
Raphael just loses it and, like, just goes off on, like, everybody. Pretty much, like, telling them that they're, like, just, they're, like, you're just partying, having pizza. And Dude, don't look at all that tape. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, all him. That's insane. And he's, like, we're, like, dying and you're not doing anything about it. And Batman's to blame because we followed his lead, lead and, like, we didn't get anywhere. If we'd done it ourselves, we would have already had this done. Oh. So he leaves. Just, like, storms out. He never does that. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. Then it cuts to um, Shredder and uh, Raja Ghul, and they're talking about their plan. They're talking about opening the portal, but there's, like, something that's an object hurtling between worlds. And so they weren't – he was like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to open the portal or not, but they were able to show me what it was. (laughs) And so they opened it, and – it's the arrow, green arrow. It's not the arrow, <laughs> but arrow. it is Casey Jones. Holy oh. crap. Oh. Um, so okay. kind of the arrow. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's so, great pride placement, putting Casey on one side and then green yeah. arrow on the other. <laughs> so you see Casey Jones came through, um, and he actually like is carrying with him something. I wasn't sure what it was. I really didn't pay much attention to it. Uh-huh. But it is very important. <laughs> so, um, we'll talk about it in a minute. Okay. <laughs> uh, but then it cuts to Raphael walking in the rain and being all mad and He sad looks really and, cool, too. Oh, yeah. Does. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. he really does. Like, Look at that page, looks dude. pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, so, Batman's, like, in his Batmobile trying to talk to Raphael. He's like, get in the car. You know, I need to talk to you. Like, you don't have to Freak work out. with me afterwards <laughs> if you don't want to, but I need to talk to you. Um, so then it cuts back to, uh, the Batcave, and, uh, there's, like, some sort of alert happening, and there's a, uh, massive, massive influx of energy in the warehouse in the Narrows, which is mm. where Casey Jones just came through. Okay. Um, so, Terminator. so, uh, Donnie and <laughs> yeah. the other turtles decide they're going to take naked. one of the other Batmobiles and head that way. And Alfred's steal like, no, absolutely not. How many Batmobiles do we have? Yeah, apparently this several. Yeah, Come apparently. on. I bet it probably has a copy of everyone that's ever been yeah. designed. Oh, that makes sense. Because Alfred's like, Master Bruce has already taken the Batmobile. And he's like, uh, I think you mean one of the Batmobiles? Yeah, that's they're like, oh, man. <laughs> like, I understand that. I mean, so, the guy's a little billionaire. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and that was the other thing. <laughs> he did has been over Raphael. He like when he went off on Batman, he pretty much told him that he was just like a thrill seeker, rich guy in a costume, like just for fun. Oh, like yeah. you know, like you're not. We do this because like we have to to protect ourselves, to protect our city, whatever. Yeah. You just do this because you're this billionaire like little kid that wants to fight and have they fun. All, they all say that about Bruce Wayne. So yeah. So. Bruce takes, uh, or Batman, whatever, takes Raphael back to the alley where his parents were killed in front of him and tells him his story and why he does what he does and explains to him that, you know, he doesn't want to ever see another family go through what his family went through. Yeah. And that he is, you know, pretty much promising that he is going to help um, Raphael's family through this. So then... Donnie's not a very good driver, and he pretty much destroys the Batmobile. Oh, Oh, Donnie. And they come to uh, Casey Jones, so they find him, and Casey's telling him, you know, like, 
they're like all excited to see him and he's like you know I, I'm glad you guys are excited to see me but you're not gonna be too happy because now Shredder has uh, the pure like mutagen like he has oh. that's what he had with him he brought it with him to help the turtles but and he got it now Shredder car. has it so you know they're trying to figure out where he might have gone and Casey's like the only, and he's like you know it was all I could do to survive the attack that they you know delivered on him um, and he's like but the only word I heard was Arkham he's like does Arkham done, done, does done. Arkham mean anything to you guys and so then the ending is um, Rajah Ghul Shredder both of them at the, at the gates of Arkham Asylum with the mutagen in hand. Oh, sweet. Dang, so some crowd's about to go down. Ah. A mutated Joker. I know. Like, he'll be like how he was in Arkham Asylum Part 1 when he's all, like, weird and big. What if he became, like, normal? Hey, guys, what's the So I'm, I'm guessing they're heading there because 20 of the Foot Clan are there. Yeah. But then also the Joker's there, so. The lizard. So. The lizard. Ooh, yeah, Killer Croc. That'd so, be yeah, cool there's fight. no telling who they're going to Dang, dude. give the mut mutagen to. So. Oh, maybe Bane? It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So now you know I took so many notes. Yeah, that was good, though. <laughs> so, so that wraps up our comic segment of the podcast. Um, I want to mention some things about one person. Our Epic Cosplay Tuesday pick was Elenia Frost, and she is from Austria. Um, she's the girl that did the Luna Lovegood, and she cosplayed Zelda. Um, Mad, Mad Hattress, which is really oh. cool. I thought that was really awesome. Um, she did a few, uh, from another one from Zelda, Skull Kid, and a, dra a Dragon Age one. It's an elf mage. Um, so she had, she was nice enough to let us uh, feature her this past Tuesday as her epic cosplay pick, and... Um, some of the photographers kind of want to credit those too, because, you know, without them, they wouldn't look cool. So, um, uh, one of the photographers that did the Zelda and the Skull Kid one, uh, their name is Snowgrim, and you can find them on Facebook.com slash Snowgrim. Um, actually, let me backtrack and give you Elenia Frost's Facebook. It's Facebook.com slash Elenia Frost. It's going to be E-L-E-N-Y-A and Frost, like Emma Frost. Um. She has a deviant art page too, which is uh, Julia deviant art and it's uh, J U L Y A deviant So going back to the photographers, uh, Snowgrim, who did Zelda and Spell Kid, that's uh, Facebook.com slash Snowgrim. So the word snow and grim with two M's. They have a deviant art page also, and it's uh, Snowgrim.deviantart.com. And Luna Lovegood, which is one of my favorites um, that she did. Um, that was by a photographer called uh, Minim, so it's under Minim Stuff on Facebook, and it's uh, Mikkel Minim, so Facebook.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-M-I-N-U-M. They have a, a Flickr.com slash photos slash Minim Stuff, and Mad Hattress and Elf Mage is by Green Cat, um, Facebook.com slash photo Green Cat, and also GreenCat.DeviantArt.com, so... There, I'm sure they have a lot of other pictures of other cosplayers on their pages, so you might want to check those out. But thank her. I just want to thank her for like letting us feature her and go check her stuff out because it's really cool too. So, um, there's like a lot of talented cosplayers that aren't based in the U.S. and they yeah. just go all out on their stuff, and it's totally made from scratch and it's super impressive. So, 
Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it as far as like highlighting people that we featured this week. Throwback Thursday was cool because it was St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And we did the um, Patty's Pup song. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. Charlie. So that so was really cute. cute. Yeah, Jamie has a super crush on Charlie. Especially when he sings that song. I like laughing Patty's Pup. I love Pup. people that are like musically talented and stuff. Yeah, he's definitely one of them. Um, yeah. I feel like he knows how to play a keyboard. But, um, and that harmonica. Yeah, and Probably. the harmonica. Oh, guys, don't forget Kevin Smith is doing an episode oh, yeah, of The Flash. The Flash. And yeah. And he seems like, really I mean, excited. yeah, so down to earth, so humble about it. He's just super excited to be around talented people and just and in the comic book world. Grant Gustin was pretty excited about it, too. Yeah. Like, he said he wanted to come back and direct some more episodes. Dude, I can't wait to watch it. I just want to see what he does. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I guess that's it for this podcast. Um, You can find us on soundcloud.com slash epicbrief-podcast. And also Facebook.com. What? What do you mean? Why did you make that face? I just want to make that face. Facebook.com slash Podcast. Instagram.com slash Podcast. Twitter. And we use Twitter some more. Like, Twitter is like the very. It's like the way I go down. Well, the way I list them on this plug thing is the way we use them. (laughs) But on Twitter. I don't tweet. Yeah. Epibreeze Podcast, PDCST. We have a Snapchat, Epibreeze Podcast. I'm trying to get more active on Snapchat. iTunes. So. iTunes, important. Us under Epibreeze Podcast. So just search for us. And um, over more than likely, probably, definitely, probably, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like so many, like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe. probably. So <laughs> more than likely. But no, like, seriously, though, we're, um, there's a Dalton Comic Con coming up on April 23rd. I think that's a Sunday. Saturday? Okay. So we're going to be there um, just hanging out, giving away some cool stuff, meeting some people, maybe do some contests, but we need to figure out how to do it a bit differently. The last time, Saturday. it was a bit weird. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, just to see if you guys are in the area, you know, if you're in, like, there's the Georgia area, Atlanta area, that's close to Dalton, you know, so it's a small convention as far as I know. I've never been there. This is, like, our first time there, so... Um, first time goers, but we're going as a podcast, so yeah, and hopefully it'll be fun times. Yeah, and they have like collectibles there, just comic book stuff, sci-fi, and like horror-based things. So if you're interested in that, just come check it out. And it'll be at um, I'm trying to pull up the address. Oh, here we go. It's going to be at um, the Northwest Georgia Trade and Convention Center. So if you want to Google that, and you can just check it out. Actually, I have the address here. It's a two two one one Doug Gap Battle Road. Wow, that's an interesting. What is name. it? Two two one one Doug Gap Battle Road. Interesting. Dalton, Georgia three zero seven T zero. So, and thanks to Daniel, he's uh, helping us get a Daniel Jeremy helping us get a table for the podcast. So thank you, Daniel. We appreciate that. And uh, I'm gonna call it there for the podcast. Yeah. I think that's all we have two this hours. week. Yeah, which I mean, we didn't do it for a few weeks, right? Been two weeks. Yeah, so yeah. you've been yeah. missing us, baby. Yeah, we're Hope back. You missed us that much. Yeah. So, <laughs> and now I'm gonna go watch some Daredevil because I've yeah, been yeah. itching to watch it. So I might be up really late tonight, which oh, I have no, have no regrets. I have no regrets. No regrets. Yeah, no regrets. But um, thank you guys for listening and. We would like to take you out on a note which we've been singing all night and it's Teen Titan um Teen Titans Go inspired. Which okay, <laughs> when is the one that we were doing that Chris our table? This oh. is the one, the Dalton. 
Dalton? Yeah. Which is the one that we had to pay for. This no, one. no, this is the one. I thought we got one that we had free admission to. But not, yeah. not to set up not a table. table. Right. We but didn't get we one. We got free admission. Are yeah. we still going to that one? Yeah, we can. When is that one? Uh, in April sometime. I didn't highlight that one because we're actually going to the podcast with the Dalton one. So okay. I figured we'll just be guests for that one. But this is, <laughs> this is a song that was stuck in our head all night. And we hope it gets stuck in your head. Um, it's called The Night Begins to Shine. And I don't know which artist. What's the name of the artist again? B-E-R. Is B-E-R? It's B dot E dot R. And it's from Team Titans Go. You guys enjoy. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll catch you next time. Here you go. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Play, play, play. Play, play, play. Play, 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 Begins to shine. Da-da.